0: River Kingdoms are an ever-warring group of city-states, kingdoms, and fiefdoms, where lives are threatened every day by conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Mavoy sits the stolen lands, stolen from me and my kind, and degenerated into savage conflict. I have been called by many names, Titania, Nerissa, the Queen of Forgotten Time. Herein lies the end of Stagthorne's tale, where Caleb Peacebringer has finally taken control of the wilderness, monsters, romantic entanglements, the affairs of ancient gods, and war. I will lift the heavy burden from his head and bring Stagthorn peace. Forever. Sugar-Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com. Present Kingmaker, a Paiso Adventure Path. Episode 132. So, when last we left our hero in the kingdom of Stagthorn, Uh, peace had been declared, Kaelin was opposed. Kaelin went down to the Tripathic Stone. Yep. Um, and experienced the parable We you learned the tale from Puck and battled a wide variety of things and monsters and everything else under the sun.
1: And drew in a truly staggering amount of bloating.
0: It's the Puck experience. Yeah. What do you want? It comes with its own bloating. Yeah. Um, no, no, that was totally authentic the Puck experience. The you have retrieved the third sword, Briar, the score of possibilities. Yes, um, or rather that's what it is when it's got two at the minute. You are um, you had spoken with Oberon? Yes. And I believe when we cut out, you were just um, it was very much just sitting around at the end of that. Um, that
1: we, we returned to Stagthorn. Briefed, caught back up with Tristram, who had reappeared uh, yes, discovered what his curse was um discovered right, that it, a bit in there. Uh, discovered that he and michaela had um had a r- romantic conversation, but it didn't go very well because he can't talk about his feelings and she won't talk about hers and um that uh, Tristram is sticking with us for the moment, yep. I got my Oberon vision when I talked to Oberon and um, we told everyone the knowledge we had and discussed tactical possibilities with Titania and what was to come and what we could do and stuff. Yep.
0: And then you sat and reflected on all the things you had faced and the price of peace may be too high. Yes. And then um, everybody went ding and leveled. Yes. So, do you want to tell me about
1: Sure. So, Caelan elected in this time of crisis and peril to take his fifth Knight of Thorns level. That's what it is. So, he has finally filled that, finished that prestige class. He has, um, so he got um, some hit points and goes up to 157 um, hit points. He got base attack bonus and um, goes up to a fairly breathtaking um, total in his base attack. His third attack is now a plus 11.
0: Very
2: nice.
1: Uh, Plus 10, sorry, without um, magical weapons in the mix. Um, He he, um, uh, didn't get any save bonuses, alas, um, and he put put some skill points in things. He put one in... Taking advantage of his more interesting Aristolean class levels. He put one in climb, one in diplomacy, one in jump... One in Ride, inevitably. One in um, Sense Motive, because he puts that up very slowly. Um, He's got nine now. And um, one in Survival, because that seemed like it might be useful if he hypothetically had to hike through some kind of hideously dangerous fake kingdom. Hypothetically. In in the near future. Yep. Um, He got a feat because it's 15th level. Um, so that was a bit of an interesting decision because here he has a very large number of feats um, and he's elected to take Power Attack, which is enough of his, which of course he's been walking around yeah, with, yeah. so it was one of his bonus feats for ages um, but he, it's enough of his core build that he's taking it so he doesn't have to use a bonus feat on it Fair enough. Um, and um, cause it was quite startling to realise Power Attack Cleave and Great Cleave were all just bonus feats I don't yeah. actually know how to do any of those things reliably um, and then as his default loadout bonus feat to replace power attack, he has taken weapon focused bastard sword.
0: Hard to argue with. On
1: the basis that it's time, now that he has a weapon of legend, it's time to, um, put some more effort into his bastard sorting. Fair enough. Um, for the mo, his, his base loadout is still very, um, cleave, great cleave, um, of charge and ride by attack, but, um, Certainly, weapon specialization bastard sword is a um, possibility, as an op- as an option to yep. switch to at some stage. And of course, exotic weapon bastard sword, if he wants to carry a shield, is a possibility as
0: well. But yep. really, he likes two-handed. Yeah, it's it's actually not necessary for you unless you want the other hand for something. Yeah. So um, he took so he took
1: a feat, um, and then he got some special abilities. So um, he got a third point in armor of thorns. Um, He got another roar and another smite, because um, fifth's a good level for special abilities. And um, he got Aura of Courage, and is now immune to fear. Oh, nice. Which I thought was awesome and appropriate at this time. So yes, he has paladin-style immunity to fear. Um, And that was about it, level-wise. Then he put a relationship point with Brynn. It was a tough call because I've kind of had big moments with Tristram and Bryn and Swetlana. Yeah. Because Tristram was the big coming back. Him coming back was a big deal. Swetlana and I went on a weird adventure together um, of the kind that we haven't necessarily done. And of course, Bryn and I um, dealt with the whole of thing. But um, given he's done a lot with Bryn and the whole of thing, and that was where he wanted to. That was where he wanted to invest the point. Makes good sense. Um, so he's now at 29 relationship with Brin. Good wins. So pretty close to a uh, special ability with her. And um yeah, and then he went from 0 hero points to 6 hero points and feels much the better for it. <laughs> because he gets
0: a bonus 1 because of being cursed. Yep. Um,
1: and that was Kaelin.
0: Alrighty. And then the others. Oh, uh, this came up today. Um, tripartite. Tripartite tri- tri- I- is the um, word you no. were looking for. Right, not, not tripartic. Tripartic is, tripartite is composed of, means composed of three parts. Right. One of our, one of our listeners sent this in. Ah. Um, however, tripartic is a fey silvered word, which means a magical dooflippy that's composed of three parts. Oh
1: yeah, yep, sounds very So
0: it's the tripartic stone. Yes. Yeah. I think that sounds slightly better than the tripartite Stone. Yeah, I
1: concur. Also, um, said listener is going to have a
0: good few episodes before he can hear us even contemplate correcting that. Yes, he did. Um, Okay, the others. Uh, Tristan uh, has his 15th level of bard, Games Inspire Heroics, where he can inspire you to gain a plus-four dodge bonus to your AC, um, among other things. Cool. Uh, first time I have run into this one um, plus four dodge to AC I'm plus four to saving throws wow which is kind of badass
1: yeah yeah hard to argue with
0: um, he is taking your feet which I will tell you about later yep uh, he gains a mighty no spells number Poor poor Tristan. Uh, and he puts some skill points for things, which I will also tell you about later, because I want to do a scene with Tristan. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Bryn gains the exceptionally useless monk ability, Quivering Palm, where uh, once yes. per week she can punch somebody, force them to make a Fortitude save of a difficulty twenty, because she's pretty well built to get that DC as high as it's going. Yeah. And then they die, right? If they fail it. Right, she can then will them to die as a free action. Right, it's uh, anything that triggers once per week is generally a bad idea.
1: Yeah, but you know we might get some use out of it, I suppose. Uh,
0: however, with her monk belt, she is now high enough level that she has um, uh, she has damage as a twentieth level monk, which is two D10. <laughs> Ah, very nice. And if she, when she levels again next level, I'll have to go off the chart and look up what 2d10 turns into. Yeah. And suspect it might be 3d6. Yeah,
1: the mic belt was certainly a worthwhile investment.
0: Uh, 10 extra movement to bring her up to 80 foot. Wow. <laughs> so she now looks circles around the horse.
1: Yeah, she can it's, now go precisely twice as fast
0: as the horse. I'm looking at gear to buy her, like, well she can't fly, but flying would be really slow by comparison. Yeah. Um. She has put her points into Survival and Spot and bloody bloody blah. She has put her second cross-class rank of half a point into Knowledge Nature. Yep. Yeah. Since the campaign began, she has had exactly half a rank in it. because it, ne- it was never a class skill. Yeah. To give her her... Because you need a rank in it to be able to roll it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then she's been relying on intelligence and synergy and all the rest of it. Yeah. Now, with all the fae stuff you're doing, she's finally put another half rank in it and brought it up to an official one rank.
1: Yeah. Which is terrifying that she's still kind of our nature expert.
0: Um, For her feet, she also wants a brief scene, which I'm actually happy to do with you now, if you want.
1: okay. Sounds good.
0: So, she will come to you at some point um, when you are back and have disgorged information and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And she says... "Mm -hmm." husband mm-hmm. time we talk time we talked about something uh show me to, to take take me to the uh, training grounds because fighting happens in a specific place she says and rolls her eyes slightly sure
1: sure and i will take her down to the um the castle um fighting area where obviously presumably Bryn she, she knows where it is she's yeah. been down
0: there yeah but
1: presumably Bryn doesn't come down here and train like
0: because kalen does on a pretty regular basis yeah i i, I imagine possibly periodically but not particularly it's yeah. certain, like Hers is the all natural methodology. Yeah. And she would consider that if you want to learn to fight, what you do is you go out and you hunt. Yeah. You don't spar with somebody because yeah. it's pointless. You're either fighting, and indeed, she down there in... so this is where you practice every day. Oh. I have not been down here much. It is not, not my way. When I fight, I, I fight to hunt or I fight to kill. I do not fight for practice, for sport but things are different now. I am no longer anything remotely resembling the girl in the hut trying to avenge Father Bravia's death on a half-orc who looks suspiciously bandit-like.
1: You've come a long way, Les, but... Uh, you've come a long way, love, but I... I still think in some ways you're you're... You're just an older, wiser, much cleverer version of her. Mm.
0: But I am the Queen now. Yes. All of Stagthorn is my pack. You are Alpha, I am your mate. It is my job to defend them against everything that comes. And, she says, it looks a little sad and nuzzles into you the difference in our blood means there will be many years where you are gone and I am not Catlin looks down and nods I am, I'm sorry love I will still be here to defend this kingdom, it is what it is seasons come seasons go, we may both die tomorrow devoured by a gem
1: does seem distinctly possible
0: but should that not happen should anything happen to you I must know how to defend our kingdom against all things. And she will reach forward and draw one of the bastard swords off you. No, no. reason to. And she sort of holds it. Like, she's not an idiot. She knows mm. how to hold a sword. Pointy end goes at the other guy. But she definitely holds it awkwardly. The grip is not tight because she's still trying to make a fist. And in fact, with Bryn, she's not trying to make a fist. She's trying to keep her grip loose so mm. she can slash with her nails. And... These are what will kill our enemy. These are what we need to do what must be done. You have strength. I do not. And I require it. Teach me to use this. Aye. Good idea. And she will start sparring with you so that she can take exotic weapon proficiency, bastard sword. Awesome. She really, really doesn't want to use them because among other things she'll be um, probably worse than... um, She'll almost certainly be worse than just punching people. Yeah. Um, Although they do have several interesting side abilities she can certainly use. Yeah. Um, But it's very much about if you die, then she needs to step up and defend Stagthorn, whatever it takes. And certainly somebody needs to wield these weapons. And she's realistic enough to look at it and go, well, it's, you know, someone needs to. Yeah, and it is, I mean, it's
1: Tristram isn't, can't wield them. And Switlana is um, probably not going to become awesome with swords. Yeah. So it's her or Michaela, and it makes good sense
0: for it to be her. She's the queen. Yeah, at this point now everyone in your party is proficient with them except um, Tristan. Yeah. And uh, Brynn is proficient enough to use it one-handed yeah. once she gets her proficiency up. And basically yeah. what you find training her, she is not a good pupil for this sort of thing. She doesn't want to grip the sword properly. She wants to switch it from hand to hand and then kick people in the face and then headbutt people yeah. and then kind of just punch, hold it in both hands and punch them with the blade yeah. instead of stabbing them properly. Um, but you you, you are by this point a very accomplished teacher of the sword. Yeah. And over the next little while you're going to teach her this. Awesome. And she's taking proficiency bastard sword. That is awesome. I approve. Okay. Next one, McKayla. That was an awesome scene, thank you. Um, she has now finished her ten levels in an of the mysteries, and at this point I either cross-class her rogue cleric, or I just look back around and start taking first to tenth level again in it. Yeah. And I've, I've decided to do the latter, because it's it's a cleric rogue yeah. prestige class anyway. So she takes level 1 slash 11 in an issue of the mysteries. Yeah. Um, gets some more spells, basically. Uh, she is now taking Freedom of Movement as a daily fourth level, because you've made it look awesome. Yeah, and yeah, I it's have. one of her weak points, and she doesn't like having weak points. She likes to be well-defended against everything. Yeah. Uh, and Invisibility Purge is her third level spell. So oh, good same choice. Same reasoning. Yeah. Uh, she gets a feat, and one that she surprisingly hasn't got yet, armor training.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Huh?
0: Giving her less armor check penalty and more armor.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that, but... um. I decided that it was appropriate to take something Bastard Sword oriented. I know I technically took power, power attack, but it was because it made more sense to take the weapon focused Bastard Sword as something I can switch out.
0: Then she spends her squillionty dollars, hers yep. and Tristan's have actually done. Uh, Tristan is poor because he bought that $120,000 amulet of the planes. Yeah. Um, so he bought gloves of dex plus four and boots of speed to give you haste.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, cool.
0: That's going to make him pretty shooty. Michaela, on the other hand, up to her tower shield and her armor to both plus 6 equivalents. Ah,
2: yep, very nice.
0: Um, now giving her an AC of 38.
1: Yeah, but man, that must have cost. <laughs> Surprisingly not. 11k
2: apiece
0: to bring them up to plus five. Oh yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's uh, 22k pretty apiece to bring them up to 7s, and she decided not to do that and spend elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, up to ring of protection to 3, and bought a fully charged wand of lightning bolt. As She is now high enough in her cleric levels with the magic domain to count as a wizard who can cast 4th level spells. Right, yeah. Um, so she can operate the lightning bolt without her to do anything. And she's um, starting to suffer from Svetlana being the only bugger that's got area effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michaela I consider to be too precise to use fireball, so lightning bolts seem more precision. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And not every single
1: person needs- Among other things, Kaelin's got a necklace of fireball beads. Yeah.
0: Uh, Lama um, leveled up, uh, gains her first six-level spell, and that's it. Oh! Uh, for which she looked at several things, and then took greater spell magic. Nice. She was eyeing up, um, greater heroism, which makes you immune to fear, among other yeah. things, mm. but if you're immune to fear anyway, then, yeah. um, she doesn't have to spell, so yeah. greater spells a the way of doing it. Um, and then having It's a
2: very
1: expensive to spell, but it's certainly a very powerful one.
0: Having hit the point where she now has lots of high level spell slots and not all that many things to cast with them. Yeah. Uh, she's spending her feet on maximized spell. Oh, cool. So she can start spontaneously maximizing her fireballs. Ah uh, yeah. So every fireball can be yeah. maxed to yeah. the um to the maximum of six level spells that she's got available. Slots she's got available. Yeah. I actually gave some brief consideration to giving her anti-magic field Yeah. as a 6 little spell. Just purely for the right, if we run to something sufficiently magic-y that we can't fight, I'll just shut it down yeah. because I can still kill it with a bow, a bit yeah. less effectively. Mm-hmm. And of course I can still kill things even
1: in a not magic field, although frankly my swords are um kind of, I like my magic swords the
0: way they are. The general rule is can you see yourself casting this multiple times a day? Yeah. Mm, anti-magic no. field might make her list when she's got two or three six level spells yeah oh, yeah but not for the first one
1: certainly great dispel magic is a hideously effective technique that i um really have nothing but respect for okay and that's all of that
0: cool so uh you have a scene drew with tristan yep um you have the swords to look at yep um I would like to clarify for the GM's point of view um, who knows what and what you're telling where. Yep. Um, in terms of what's happening in the world. So you're telling you've told all of your all of your counsel about the swords and Puck and Oberon in the background? Uh thus far
1: I had just told the five of them. Yep. Um I hadn't necessarily got on to what I was telling other people yet. Oh fair enough. So I'm happy to um So we've got a bunch of things to do. Let's do that one because it's what you specifically brought up. Um, So I think I would tell the council that I have obtained another magic sword. Yeah. um, And, you know, via the same method of defeating a um, A challenge. Defeating our challenge. And that these swords are what we need to potentially combat our new enemy. Yeah. Um, Because I... Have definitely told the council about Titania yes, already. Yes, you have. Yeah, so I will tell them that. I'm not necessarily going to go into all the overall but park back story with them. Um, I don't think it's it, it seems kind of private. That's
0: fair. It's um it's vaguely interesting for them to know um, why she's so focused on peace, but it's not actually something they need to know. So I think that's that's fair. Um, and more... um. probably
1: specifically I will privately outline the details to Rossi because We're Rossi just... is interested He's in that models. kind of thing yeah. and he may well like and it seems additionally so that Tristram has someone he can talk to about this stuff because I think yeah. Tristram probably wants to talk to someone about yeah. this stuff he probably needs to talk to someone about this stuff and Rossi's a good choice of confident
0: oh um, and all four of your PCs because they all have it as a class skill for one reason or another, all took her rank in knowledge religion.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Based
0: on this. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Monks have knowledge religion? Monks do have knowledge religion. I did not know that. Religion and arcana.
2: Uh,
0: they, what they don't have is nature. Yeah. And her um traits didn't give it to her, and they only gave her survival. Yeah. Uh, so, Rossi are talking? Yes, I, I understand. Um... And then we'll sort of talk to you about, you know, what what if any of this do we wish to broadcast to the people? And um, this is me clarifying, what if any of that you're broadcasting to the people and what you're broadcasting about um, what Titania's offer was, what you're doing, what you're anticipating is going to happen next, blah, 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 blah. Um, We'll talk loosely about this, but I'm clarifying. Yeah,
1: so I wanted to make an in-character speech to the people about this. Sure. So I'm happy to do that now.
0: Yep. By all means. Um, So people assemble.
1: This is kind of... um, All of this stuff is kind of loosely happening over the next several days as Kaylin gets back and sort of prepares, you know, works out with Britain, sort of talks to Tristram about stuff. Yep. But on on the first morning back, because the scenes that we did previously was the night we got back. Yep. In the first morning back, Kalen's going to basically do what he does for important speeches, which is basically... He goes out into whatever our town square is in Eltharion, yes, and makes a speech, and scribes note it down, and, um, and half a dozen
0: town criers writing it down, then and then yeah, it's the distributed. Um,
1: and basically, the gist is I've outlined to the council and Rossi in broad outline what I'm going to be talking about, but yeah. I figure it's more interesting. Do, I figure it's more interesting to do the speech than yep. outline the speech. Quite All right, so the people are listening. Yes, so. Uh, the other one is, I wonder if it's time for a little buttercup to go to bed. It isn't that time for a buttercup's bed. Do you
0: want to listen to mummy's speech first, or do you want to get to bed now? Yeah.
1: Speech. Okay. So, Kaylin walks out to town central. He's wearing his um full plate, his cool full plate armor with the silver and the green. He's wearing his crown. And, you know, I think as Bryn was just talking about, um, you know, what, how far she's come, Canlan's quite a different person from the sort of um, fairly diffident half-orc mayor of a a couple of little villagers who deliberately almost never wore his crown. He's definitely, he walks out there with confidence. He knows who he is and what he's doing and what he's come here to do. We have an old friend who has become a new enemy. I'm sorry to bring this to you on the heels of the war with PyTax, but it would seem that a new threat has already arisen. I have, for the past couple of years... Received aid from one of the great eight queens of the fae, Titania. She, she, she aided us against vordekai and against and again when vordekai's turn in a row rose, and she aided us against Javun, when he sought to bring an army of, of, of Jan through to
0: attack us. Mother, mother, mother! Jungle, jungle growing out of nowhere. Mother, mother, genies everywhere.
1: I knew that she aided us for reasons of her own, but I regret to say I've now discovered what they were. She seeks to bring peace to these lands, to free us from war, pain, death, age, and choice. She wishes to enclose these lands in a kind of glass bottle that would take us out of glory and forever. We would no longer age and die and go to our gods.
0: A little bit of muttering and mostly silence. Mm-hmm.
1: This may seem appealing to some of you, but she is not asking whether this is something we want. She is endeavouring to enforce this upon us. And cutting us all off from the natural order, from life, death and the gods is not something that I can countenance. And so, with her, we are now at war. This threat rises from within our borders, not from without. There will be attacks on these lands. There will, in the next few days and weeks, be fake creatures coming to attack us. We will do what we can to protect you all. You know what you need to do when trouble comes. Fight or run as seems best given the threat. I have the capacity to fight her. No, no, no although it is something that I would very much rather not do. The great lords and ladies of the Fey long ago cast aside their power to allow our world to rise. I would prefer not to be fighting her, but she has left me no choice. I would ask everyone to remember that this is a war brought to us by one Fey lady, not by the First World as a whole. The fae citizens of this kingdom are, are, are part, just as much of the part of this kingdom as they ever were. Any attack on any citizen of this kingdom will be met with deadly force. You know me to be a man of my word. I ask you all not to test me on this point. <laughs> These lands were called the Stolen Lands, but no one necessarily agrees on who they were stolen from. The Fey Lords and Ladies laid their power down so that our mortal world could come to be, and thus we have a right to be here. An attempt to take these lands from us is wrong. These lands are our lands. If they are being stolen, they are being stolen from us. We have a right to fight to protect them. And we will. We have been through many terrible threats. This may seem hard coming on the heels of Pytax, but it is just another threat. We can meet it and overcome it together. And we will. There are areas that we are asking people to avoid, where the glass is forming. This is where Titania's power is strongest. I would ask you all to stay out of them. If anyone wishes to take her up on her offer, I won't stop you, but bear in mind we have no way to get people back out. And, you will no longer have the capacity to want to leave once you're inside. I will do whatever I have to to protect you all. You have my word.
0: And there's a bit of silence at the end of this and sort of slightly scattered pause. And so it's, it's a, a big thing yeah, yeah. Them that's sort of, sort of shocking more than anything else. But then after a few moments, it's, we'll beat him back for Staghorn.
2: Hail King
0: Cannon! Hail Cameron Peacebringer! Right Cool. Okay, and there will be several fairly rapid follow-ons from that. But yep. at this point, what would you like? Do you want a scene with Tristan? Do you want a little break and have some less intense kingdom information then? Uh, No, one good to have the scene with Tristan. Okay. So, very much... um the, the reaction from the crowd is overall very positive. There are a few people heckling the Fay as a whole. It's not gaining a lot of traction here and now. God. Um, and Tristan will come to talk to you fairly rapidly after this um, speech. And he comes to see you and he is looking a little green, by which I do not mean he looks sick or ill. I mean...
1: His skin has a greenish cinch. cinch.
0: So there's Tristan. Yeah. Um, by this point, um, his skin has has started to look a little greener, so that if you know what you're looking for, it's definitely visible. By this point, it's starting to get visible even if you don't know what you're looking for. Um, and he will you know, say, Cailin, can I, can I have a word with you? Blah, yeah. Where blah, blah, elsewhere um and i think we probably go into the library yeah. because that's the, the Tristram and i have had a
1: lot of conversations in yeah. the library and he
0: sits down and has has hot chocolate
2: yeah hmm?
0: actually that sounds pretty good i'll have some hot chocolate too and he you for a long time you meant it didn't you about the fay, there were as much a part of your kingdom as anyone else. I, I, you and I talked about it a little.
1: I wanted to make that point very clear. It's human nature to blame people when trouble starts, particularly trouble you don't have a lot of control over. This is going to be harder for people than if there was an external enemy. And I don't want to see, I don't want to see any reprisals. So I wanted to make it gloom and clear before the first one tries anything that I will hang people for it people know now when I say I'll hang people for it, I mean I'll hang, well women will hang people for it. I don't want to see people, I don't want to see Perlavish or the others in any kind of trouble because of this. It's it's probably going to happen anyway, but I've done what I can.
0: And you'd really let people go into the bottle like that? I know you've got soldiers on patrol out there, but scouts. They'll let people through if they want to go through.
2: I... I hope they don't.
0: You know somebody will. There's always at least a few. I know, but...
1: If it was Vortokai, I'd just say, no, you can't do it. You're not going in there. I don't care if you think it's a good idea. Uh, among other things. Both because um, it would be terrible what he'd do to them and because uh, the information that they'd give would be too valuable to uh, stopping him. But... It has to be me that makes this choice for everyone because it's because I'm the king and that's how it works. But because I don't think it's the right thing, wouldn't in other circumstances give me the right to make that call for everyone? That's the important point to my eye, the most important point is it'd be different if she was making some? this is some kind of pocket dimension type thing that we could go into if we wanted to and not if we didn't and ultimately if she was doing that I don't think it'd be my right to say no one can go into it it's and I don't want to say now that no the thing is people were going to find out sooner or later that this was here and there's no I mean the soldiers aren't guarding 100% of the way around the border. If people want to go do this, they can. At least now they know what they'll be choosing and that they won't get a second choice.
0: Particularly if they're particularly quick, he says, and sips his mum, or invisible. Aye. For that matter, he says, and reaches into his shirt and pulls out the amulet of the planes. he's got there. Yeah. I can go to the first world anytime. I've I've been a couple of times since. Oh, I'm glad. In in theory, I could get into the fable directly if Titania didn't stop me. If I came alone, I wonder if she would. You you talk about giving them a choice. She, you're right. You're right. She's, she's not giving us a choice. It's peace whether we want it or not. But I'm not sure she, she has a choice about it. I'm not sure there's. No matter how much, how far she's come, she is still ultimately not the original Titania. She is something else. A shadow that has now grown into its own form, but peace is what she is. The Fae to some extent are their nature, and the higher you go the more that's true. She may not have any choice but to offer us peace. I think that what she originally was
1: might have been able to choose differently, but she didn't when the moment was offered to her. What she is now I think is just the part of her that wanted this plan, the parts of her that could have rethought her plan are gone, but even when she had them she didn't. I don't like what they did to her. I really don't like it. I I felt it and it was horrible, but uh it's I don't know that they I don't know that they had any good choices. I don't necessarily agree that the choice was the choice that they made, but I don't know that they had any good options.
0: No. They did choose it. They didn't have to. And choices have been made that we had no control over. Titania killed Bryn's mother. Not directly. But she is responsible. She is for it. responsible for it. Aye. She stole Triss. Put me in his place, either directly or through a pawn. Either way, neither of us had any choice about it. And the really damning part to my eyes
1: is not that she did those things, but that she thinks that it but though she regrets the suffering that it caused Cassiopeia and Brendan, and you and Triss, she still thinks it was justified because her actions... because the cause is greater.
0: I don't... She said it was the wrong thing to do, but only because there was a better way now. But this is the better way.
1: But even... But there's no but there. It's the wrong thing to do. If she just made a mistake, I mean, Aros you know, murdered someone. You know, the people make mistakes. Gods make mistakes. But it's the fact that she still thinks that those, that suffering is justified by her goals. That's the part that really gets me. She doesn't... She... She doesn't take responsibility. And ultimately... And I plan to point this out if I get the opportunity. If her judgment is that valuable that she makes those kind of mistakes and people die, how is it that we can trust her to make all the decisions for us for forevermore?
0: Just like with... Cestrucio, I'm hoping we can find another way before this is all over, but I understand your choice to fight, I, I don't know, if, if I was the king, if I had stayed in charge right from the beginning, I'd have probably said yes. The moment she came through the door and offered me peace. I might not have thought through all the implications like you did, but I'd have said yes. I mean, a world where the gods, we all gods, hold no particular sway. A world where nobody wants to hurt people. That's already the world I live in. I don't know that I'd even notice it making any difference to me into Tanya's bottle. And I'm half tempted to ride Must Rider out, head straight for one, and just sit and wait and pray and try and get into the fable from there. But I have other choices.
1: In a way I don't think this is right for us because it's not, it's not our birthright. But in a way it is yours. Yes. And that's why I wish I wasn't, I wish you weren't being put in this position of choosing between these things. Because this, because it places an unfair burden on you that the rest of us don't have to bear. I can't stop you, ultimately from making whatever decision you choose. Which is why I was so glad that you came back, because it's not like I could find you if you... We saw that with the, um... When you got those girls out of the bandit camp. I wouldn't be able to stop you because I wouldn't so much as see you coming.
0: It's... In, in the end I'm not going to need to go to the first world it's excuse me you, you don't feel it at all do you the, the energy ask some of the fey folk I have they'll, they'll tell you the same it feels like he sort of reaches into the air and gropes blindly for something like standing in the rain imagine standing in the rain not something you think about a lot but you can feel the raindrops on you even a light drizzle you you can't possibly miss it you can't fail to notice that it's raining even if you're covered up if the rain gets heavy enough and it's not bad it's just something you feel around you, the air changes you hear the sounds, you feel it on your skin I I can feel that now The first world is coming closer, whether we want it to or not. The veil is getting thinner, every breath, every moment. Uh, to, To be honest, it feels good, but I wanted you to know that I can feel its energy. I can reach out to it. It's to you... like a rainstorm when you want a dry day to me it's like a rainstorm when you're in the middle of the desert uh, the air's always felt a little wrong here when when I started well you know from father from Eldus, he says catches himself thinks about it and then nods apparently satisfied there's no particular contradiction in there Mm. the I was speaking Sylvan before I was speaking Teldane, that I knew things no three-year-old should know. It's always here. He taps his head. I can hear it singing even now. I can't explain it to you. But I can show you, I think. Songs of the first world coming through. It won't hurt you but it will feel like being caught in a rainstorm.
1: I... I'd like that.
0: And he leans right forward into you and goes nose, almost nose to nose to you and puts his hands on the side of your face. He says, look into my eyes and just listen for it. And you stare deep into his blue eyes, which the more you look at them, the more, the less sea blue and the more sort of tealy, turquoise, foresty green they seem. And moments pass, and you are just getting lost and swept away, and you can feel something sweeping over your skin energy like electricity, all the hair is standing up on your arms. And stuff floods into your mind. Facts and songs and stories coming from everywhere all at once. A jangle, a cacophony of them, impossible to sort out. And yet, it seems like it should be horrific, but it isn't unpleasant. It's like being blasted with a hose on the very hottest day of the year. It's sharp, strange, but refreshing, cooling. And Tristan floods you with this, and you gain his 30 point power. Whoo! Uh, which is if knowledge is power.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a great
2: name.
0: Yep. And this gives you 12 skill points to be spent in knowledges of your choosing, uh, with no restrictions on class. Whoo! They do not become class skills for you, but you may spend them as if they were functionally. Does that make sense? It does not indeed. Awesome. And at, the, at that point, Tristan pulls back sharply, and the sensation fades, and you are thinking of things that you don't know, mm-hmm. th- things that you haven't studied. But things you just know, when you put your mind to them, it's like you hear a whisper from somewhere else, like knowledge is just out there in the world waiting to enter you. And he pulls back from you and at this point, right in front of you, his skin changes colour, several more tones to where he is now visibly green like Nerissa. It is completely unmissable. He no longer looks like a human being. And... He looks down at his hands, quite startled. I, I don't think I could have done that six months ago. It's getting stronger. It's not bad. I don't mind, although we will have to do something about this. And he waves his arms, casts what is obviously a spell, and the illusion cloaks him and he turns back into Tristan Thorne. things are different. Not worse, maybe a little better, but different. But no matter what, I'm still your brother.
1: I, you and I are literally from different worlds. But we know each other, and we love each other, and we trust each other. And that's all that really matters, because this has never been about how much we have in common
2: well that's fair
0: you know, that was just one more thing to add to the list
1: <laughs> but I couldn't have done any of this without you and it doesn't matter to me that you're not human and I don't think it should matter I know. I know I'm not the one to say it because it might matter to me a bit it still matters to me a bit that I'm not human but I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of in your heritage
0: I, I could have done it in your shoes being the king I'd have probably made a worse hash of it but I think looking at it now I could have done it but I damn sure couldn't have done it without you don't don't get me wrong I wouldn't have put you in charge of the I wouldn't have put you in charge of the libraries but as an army general, you've been hell on wheels. I
1: might like, well if it, if you'd wandered it, and I hadn't. I could have hel- I could have built an army that would have helped protect your uh, arty li- arty library filled kingdom from all the nasties that were coming at it.
0: We've still got to get that university. In.
1: And you could have um, researched the um, all the nasties that were coming at us like Vordecai just like you did. It'd be different, but I think we'd have made it Good work. Thanks for staying.
0: Alright, and at that point um, he will reveal his feet after um, some more exploration which is probably not entirely appropriate to this scene but mm-hmm. at another time he will come and ask you to like borrow a bunch of your weapons and, yeah. and experiment with them. Uh He is taking a feat called Face Skin, uh, which gives him 3DR against things that aren't cold iron. Oh, cool! And then he takes extra damage from things that are cold iron.
1: Ah, uh, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So he is he is actually perfectly capable of wielding your cold iron weapons, albeit he doesn't like them. He says to you, they they feel like they would feel to you if they were covered in muck and slime. Yeah. You could use them, but you wouldn't want to. So he's actually going to keep his cold iron arrows because he recognises he's going to have to fight some Fay. Yeah. Um, but he himself now has the uh, cold iron.
1: That's awesome. So presumably that's a feat that's available to him as a changeling. Correct. Yeah.
0: The downside to it is having embraced that he is now more vulnerable mm-hmm. to cold iron than he would be as a regular person. Yeah. Yes, at this point he now has um, two feats that are um, changeling specific.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: The other one being technically extra traits which gave him fey traits. Yeah. And he is absolutely at this point um, no longer human.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. But Caelan doesn't mind. Yep, And in fact Caelan will say at the the conclusion of the scene if you want to cloak it you can but Particularly while all this is happening. But anytime you get tired of that, it ain't like people don't
0: already know. Yeah. But there's knowing, and there's knowing.
2: Uh, I... I I
0: can't help... I can't help but notice that... You play it now. You dress like a human. Do you file your teeth? Nay. (laughs) But I know some that I know I know there are there are some that do. It's not it ain't like that. I don't play it
1: down because I'm worried about what people will think of me. I just genuinely like humans a lot better than I like orcs. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's growing up the way I did and then it was like being reborn it I guess now I could say that maybe there are things I've done that I couldn't have done without that other part of me that strength that maybe I do get a lot of benefit from it and certainly I can't imagine how anyone manages not being able to see in the dark but it's It's who I am, it's who I want to- I am who I want to be, mostly. I just- I would still- still wouldn't mind being all human. It's still what I would want. But I guess I'm easier about it now. Bryn's helped me a lot. She really doesn't care. That makes a difference. But, nay, it's not. I know there are people who find it easier to hide that kind of thing. And it's a lot easier for me now that I'm here than it was when I was just out on my own.
2: And cool.
0: Yep. With, with that, uh, your council is officially more non humans than it is humans at this point.
1: Well, it does solve the problem. It does, to an extent, solve the problem of that fey counselor I always wanted.
0: Yeah. Well, you've got the old Beldame is fey blooded as well. Yeah. Um, and presumably, uh, she, uh, as far as she is aware, she is not a changeling. She has just been born yeah. with strong Fay blood in her veins.
1: That's a super awesome ability. Okay, so um, Carolyn invests his knowledge points.
0: Yep. Uh, yes, that was it. So he's spending his feet on um, DR Cold Iron. Yeah. Um, and he's spending several skill points on Disguise. Oh, cool. Hmm. Well, less cool than that. Interesting, yeah. And I lost track of that during that scene. It was probably not a good one to play out anyway. But at several points in that, he will uh, mutter off with the wrong words and be yeah. incomprehensible and have to stop, think about it, and try again. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's fine.
1: I was happy to get that get that much conversation out of him.
0: But also to be honest, he's not stressed or excited, there. He's yeah. reasonably calm. Yeah. So it's not a big thing.
1: So yeah, Carolyn and Tristram have absolutely nothing in common. Yep. But they love each other anyway.
0: Yep. You're <laughs> both proficient with short bows.
1: Yeah. We're both um, we're both of the male gender. Yeah, you'll be a knowledge monkey in a minute. Yeah, yeah, but um I, I think this is hilarious, this is very Kaelin um so Camelin puts three points in knowledge engineering three points in knowledge local three points in knowledge geography and three points in knowledge history and well, yeah are those
0: all the things he could already do
1: those are all the things he already could already do fair enough but now he can do them better
0: fair enough that's that's totally up to you yeah yeah I know. like the justification for it is because this yeah. is out of nowhere you can totally go and putting them all in knowledge the plane yeah yeah, no, the, um... The only thing of note is that they are ranks, not, um, skills. You still can't exceed your class cap on them. Yeah,
1: that's, um... Which is
0: probably irrelevant to you.
1: Oh, uh... uh it
0: might uh... be relevant for your, uh, engineering.
1: Oh, yeah, it probably is at that. Um, uh, the... What's my class cap at 15? 18. 18. Oh, no, it's not relevant. Yeah, yeah. Huh, I thought I'd put up ride every level. Oh, maybe I've got the number wrong there. I must have the number oh, yes, I see. That's the wrong number.
0: You got less ride than trust him temporarily. Uh so just gonna... clean just... this up a little bit. Cause he still puts skill points in ride even with four. His his skill points are now just ridiculous. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I've 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 genuinely hit the point where the character now just has too many skill points. Yeah, and so I can just arbitrarily go. Cool. He puts four of them in disguise mm-hmm. because he feels like it. Yeah, that's an eighteen, not a thirteen. That makes more sense.
1: Yeah, so eighteen's my cap. Yes. Yeah, so I have eighteen ranks in right. Yep. But no, that only puts my um, knowledge engineering up to fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen ranks, so um, yeah, that's fine. Cool beans. Yeah, it's mostly because I only have um so many no- I only have so many knowledge slots is the thing.
0: Yep, yep. But um, that's why Tristan put them down the bottom of his character sheet.
1: Actually, that's a good yeah. idea. I might um. You certainly
0: don't have to. you don't. don't let me talk you into other things. Uh, and remember, you've got a free language in there as well from the um, foreign quarter that you built if you have already spent that. Uh, um, I haven't spent it for the NPCs. So.
2: No, I,
1: I'm pretty sure I took Elvin. Yep. Um, actually, instead of no I am going to change this out because um, that is something that appeals to me. Um, he's going to put three points in Knowledge the Planes. Because alternate dimensions, yo. Yeah, we have for a mighty four in Knowledge the Planes.
0: Wow. What couldn't you do with that?
1: Well, it's. It- he can make very basic planes checks. And I'm totally if I can, I'm gonna play that out when um he has knowledge skills that he does from stuff that he never actually found out.
0: Could have the McKay later on. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be dwarven for all. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is taking Dwarven? Uh, Svetlana is taking Dwarven, which she probably should have had. Yeah, yeah,
1: that can be more of a retroactive thing.
0: Uh, Tristan is expressly taking it at this point from the foreign quarter.
1: Because he's running short of languages he doesn't already know? Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Um, Bryn really doesn't care. Um, So... I think she will take Draconic. She's got more in common with the lizard folk than she does... Um, yeah. And already speaks the Albany and Centaurians.
1: Yeah, and that's a good... Um, that fits in well with what Caelan's doing, because he speaks every language that the... Um, and now he speaks Elven. He speaks every language that the um, his new races, his general races, speak. Because he speaks um, Sylvan, Draconic, and Elven. And... And that covers the wizard folk, the cobolds, and the central and both halves of the centrals.
0: And Michaela, she doesn't already uh may actually take thieves' count off that. That seems more her. That seems like a nice um nice choice. But yeah. she's, she's actually uh, the least linguistically gifted party member that you have with a man four of them.
1: Yeah. How Kaelin speaks more languages than that. Yeah. Although Carolyn spent skill points on that a bunch of times.
0: Yeah, she's just not particularly interested in languages. Yeah, well,
1: the thing is, she tends to, like, she casts Comprehend Languages if she needs to.
0: Yeah. Whereas Svetlana and Tristan are both expressly linguists, and Bryn just kind of has several because of her background. Did you say you had 29 relationship points with Bryn? I do have 29 relationship points with Bryn. Cool. Um... So, at this point, then, we are coming up on another scene with her. Okay. Um, and the you've got the stuff with the swords as well. What would you like to have? Um,
1: so, can I check off a couple of things? Yes. Um, everyone except Sweet Liner gets a hero point for being cursed. Yep. Which you may already have written in the character. I have sheets? not, but
0: I've got it in my um, notes. Level, level up notes.
1: Cool. So, you're going to take care of that. Cool. Then, the only two things I have are the swords and... Um, uh, a question about armies. Yep. So um, let's um, do a scene with Brynn and then do the swords. Yeah. Do whatever's going on with Brynn and then do the swords and then I'll ask you my army question.
0: Okay. So you start training with Bryn and the bastard sword and we cut to a montage of you know the sun is now down and she's yep. swinging in a lot faster and etc etc and it's definitely never going to be your first port of call. But she is a reasonably accomplished warrior at this point? Yeah. She says, alright. I think I have the basics at this point, at least. But I have to keep training. It already teaches us strength doesn't come easy. I have to keep fighting for it. This wouldn't be my first choice. The metal gets cold when it's cold. It gets hot when it's hot. Presumably it rusts. You need to. Put it somewhere, or you cut your leg off when you put it down your robes.
1: oh, you're gonna have to start wearing a she- you're gonna have to start wearing a sheath if you wanna carry own round with you.
0: Uh, not my first choice, but a good choice. there's a thing or two you could stand to learn though I mean, sheep gestures don't give me a sword gesture, you know. Right. What do you... Takes them... Says, okay, show me she's. Right, put she's on. Sh- cool. What do you do now? Uh, draw a sword. She takes it off you. Uh. And then there's a brief sort of matrix all the guns scene where you pull out your large yeah. and she yeah. keeps removing things from you one by one. Yeah. She says, all right, I've got them all now. What do you do now?
1: Get some more out of my back.
0: She rolls her eyes and grabs you by the shoulder as you turn away, um, and then takes a swing at you as you turn back, and she falls to your face, and you sort of dodge away and leap backwards, and she says, if I'm going to learn to fight my way, your way, so I can defend our kingdom, you need to learn to fight like a wolf, so you can defend my kingdom.
1: And Cal says, oh, right, and um, takes a swing for her face.
0: Good, but too slow. (laughs) You always, always, always say I'm too slow. That's because you can't outrun a horse. <laughs> you, have en- you
1: understand no one can outrun a horse except for you, right? That's just a thing that you can do. You have
0: endurance, which is good in many ways. She says. <laughs> <laughs> a satisfied okay. smile on her face. Okay, and
1: Caleb, in the middle of frustration, switches from frustrated in his facial expression to briefly smug.
0: But sometimes speed is good, too. If you want to show your endurance, first you're going to have to catch me. And she moves away from you, like, loaded down with all yeah. these swords and weapons at this point, and starts rapidly pacing the courtyard. Yeah. She is not running away from you, per se, because she doesn't have to. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's On her base
0: movement, you are needing to really sprint after her.
1: Yeah, now, in all fairness, if I'm, I'm kind of imagining I'm not wearing heavy armor to work out with Brins. Makes sense. So I can totally achieve my 30-foot movement, which means if I run, I can do four times that. Which means I can catch her if she's walking.
0: That's true. Uh, so 40 foot movement, four times that is 120 feet.
1: Yeah.
0: And her double movement is now 160 feet. Yeah, so
1: I, I've got 30 foot
0: movement. Yeah, yeah. so you, you are going to force her to go from a walking pace to actually double moving and putting on an actual stride. Yeah,
1: she has to at least walk quickly.
0: <laughs> and she will And that of, is the victory that I am achieving. She will sort of lead you around and around and around and around and yeah. around and around. So eventually starts to slow down and sort of lets you grab her and pin her to the wall. Yeah. Um and then smiles at you and nuzzles in and very much, gnaws at your neck and hickeys you with her. Yeah. I don't imagine Brin really bites you per se, but yeah. she's certainly aggressive. She yeah. hickeys you fairly hardcore.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and I'm sure a lot of people have talked to you about what happened with Titania. And that you chose for the land right there and then. And you chose war over peace. If it's worth anything to you, you did exactly the right thing. Freedom's what matters, eh? Fighting. I'm not so sure war is a good thing. I've seen it now on a big scale. Lots of dead, but fighting... Fighting is life. You hunt, you fight, you kill. It's what we are. It's what we do. And, if you're actually quick enough to run down a deer, then you get dinner as well. <laughs> Jesus. As it is, you'll have to settle for what you've caught mm-hmm. <laughs> and nuzzles into deal again. Yeah. Alright, and at that point, uh, you take off one of her book six things. Uh, you have rejected Titania's deal immediately with very little consideration, contemplation, or discussion.
1: Yep, I totally, I just turned that you, shit right down. You now did, I not, think you did not
0: bring it to the council, you did not discuss it with anyone, you just shot her down flat. Yep. Um, which nets you, brings 30 points. Yep. Which is that scene there. Yep. Uh, and you gave her 30 point ability. Which is hunt, flight, kill. Oh, Nice. Where you were teaching her methods she is not necessarily comfortable with. She is now starting to try to do the same to you. Yep. Um, and she is going to make you run for it. And this is now an ongoing thing where you're going to have yep. to chase her to get to catch her. Yeah. <laughs> In a literal physical sense. Uh, you gain two things from this. The less interesting one is you gain improved arm strike as a feat. Oh, cool. So you may now punch things at will. It's not amazing, but it exists. Yep, I'll take it. Um, And the second one is you get a 10-foot movement bonus,
2: which you probably
0: will like. Oh, I like it so much.
1: All
0: right, so
1: that means Kaelin goes to 30-foot movement, or if he's not wearing plate, 40-foot movement. Correct. Woohoo. Alright, All right, and I'm going to put Improved Unarmed Strike on my list of abilities.
0: 'Cause your feet's are now full full got, full. No, full. No,
1: no, I'll put it in I'll put it in my spare list of feats which I'm putting in spells. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm also out of special abilities. Alright, so I don't have Gatekeeper on my sheet anymore, so I've gotta put my on Strike on my sheet because sure. honestly actually headbutting people might appeal to me as an option from time to time.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Because you can just do that with subdual damage automatically.
2: Correct.
0: So the benefits to this are you are always considered armed. Yeah. Uh, which is very relevant to you with shield of blades. Oh, of course. When you don't, as long as you are not like tied, there are a small handful of circumstances where I'd say no, you cannot threaten people because you are tied to a chair or what yeah. have you. But generally speaking, you are always armed. Your fists count as weapons. You continually threaten people, because now you can headbutt them. Yeah. So Shield of Blades is now functionally a largely permanent ability. You are always armed, so it always triggers. Cool. So what's the base damage with it? Um, 1d3. 1d3, Which it remains so, because you are not gaining monk punching. Yeah, yeah. You are just gaining the regular. 1d3 plus your strength modifier.
1: Yeah, but that's a...
0: um... One d three plus six. Yeah, the two upsides are: you can now you will consider to always be wielding a weapon, so you're always threatening. Yeah. Uh, you you can always do subdual damage with your fists. Now you can do lethal damage with your fists. Yeah. Should you so choose, which is probably not a huge consideration because if you want to kill someone, you're going to whack them in the head with a greatsword. Yeah. Like I say, it's not a particularly amazing ability for you because you've got quick draw and lots of murdering power already. Yes. That's, that's the minor side of the 30-pointer. Yeah,
1: but I'll load it down because I can headbutt people because, you know, if I want to do some dual damage, I have that option. Yep. Yeah. Cattlelands, it's definitely, as as it's foreign for Britain to use a weapon instead of just throwing it away and headbutting people she definitely has to spend time with Kaelin because he's got an incredibly strong instinctive response to go for another weapon. If you take all his weapons away from him, he looks around the battlefield to find somebody else's weapon and take that weapon. That's fair. Because he's so accustomed to like carrying eight weapons on his person and five more in his bag. His theory is he's just never run out. But um, he is actually not totally unaccustomed to hitting people he is actually perfectly capable of beating people up in a very um, low-grade street brawl sort of way. So once she eventually gets him past the initial threshold, it's much like the bastard sword, the warrior proficiency kicks in once she gets past the natural instincts part. For whatever reason, he seems to get quite motivated about running her down, and while he is incredibly slow, he does improve
0: over time. Yep. It's amazing how that works
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay so that's that lovely i've just updated these um personality sheets for all the six level book ones yep. so i'm just um going through and updating
1: them now yes so i've got 30 with tristram 30 with Bryn, 26 with michaela and 25 with La. yep and heaps of relationship improvement charges with everyone but Tristram, who I am. I'm not topped out on anymore because I got a level, but I've got one. <laughs> and
0: you, just looking through this, you hit all of the book one marks with Tristan and all of the book three marks with Tristan. Yep. And that's it? Oh, for the ones that you hit all of them in.
2: Uh, Ah, yeah. All three
0: marks in each adventure. Ah, yeah. All the rest you have some, but not perfect scores for each book. No, it's not you failed all the other ones. No. If Knowledge
1: is Power is such a great um, ability title.
2: Yep.
0: Kayla, you got all of her book five ones? okay swords or kingdom
1: um, stuff Uh, let's do swords okay so I do actually have enough
0: slots that this can work okay so you, at this point, basically, um, have Michaela identify these, have Tristan experiment with them, etc., etc., etc. Outside of the... outside of Puck's parable, Michaela has no difficulty interfacing with these. Yeah. Um, Tristan, again, is not comfortable using them. Yeah. Um, he does not like them, um, and he actively gets worse when he wields them. Yep. they are not meant for Faye. Yep. Um, but, you know, he's perfectly capable of handling them for the purpose of testing them and using them and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so... Ag- again, what you have here is each of the blades has three abilities, um, one of which you get just for wielding it, the second one of which you get for having the second one on you and aligned in purpose, which is not a particularly big problem now that you've got them all. You are aligned with your own purpose, generally. Yeah. Um, the third ability you get from merging two of them together. Yeah. Uh, and I've written this down now, and you can have this or I can keep it as you like. Yeah. Um, that it's merging them as a standard action to put them together. Yeah. It's a move action because you have quick draw. Yeah. And if you have lightning drawn, it's a free action. Yep. Um, Okay, so Gatekeeper, the Matchless Sentinel, you've got one, two, and three on that. Yep. Blight, the Relentless Hunter, one, two, and three on that. Yep briar the score of possibilities
1: so is that um is that is briar what it is when it's on its own or is the score of po-
0: oh, so briar is what it is when it's on its own yeah then the score of possibilities is when it's dominant in a combination
1: okay so i'll put the score of possibilities down
2: Okay, so
0: Briar on its own is a plus two bastard sword, which doesn't surprise you because that seems to be their default. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think what's the best. I think probably the best way to explain it is just a combination of rules and how it looks in meta.
1: I think I can just put this. um, So I'll put Briar down here and then I'll put the score of possibilities and then I've got one more slot for sacrifice.
0: Yep. because Sacrifice, the knell of Dissolution is of course all three blades put together Yeah. at which point they do totally different things Yep. Okay, so Briar on its own um, you have seen Brynn she is capable of essentially moving the, the veil of the first world is so thin here that she can rip through it and step through it and effectively dimension door to other places with Briar so can you You can cut a hole in reality with it. This is its level 1. Yep. Uh, So as a move action, you can Dimension Door yourself. 40 foot a turn.
2: Okay. The second
0: ability it has. um, When you put another sword into it, and merge it together and put Briar on top to get a score of possibilities. For one thing, the blade seems to be a great deal sharper. It has Deadly Scratch, plus three damage. So it has Dimension Door, and Yep. Like all the others it counts as Cold Iron and Adamantine. Yep. So um, where is that? They they all have that as a second level ability? Yep, so that's, um, just the asterisk in the end there. Yep. Um, secondly, you realise when, when you wield the score of possibilities, Briar, the score of possibilities, that when you've got the other blade, it feels better in your hand, um... And when you carry the two of them together, you feel like this is a technique that Kaelin is aware of to um, dual-handing weapons. It's not one you're particularly accomplished in because you're not terribly dexterous. But the two of them seem to work very well together like this. So its other, it's um, second level ability uh, is it gives you two-weapon fighting, exotic weapon proficiency, and counts these weapons as light weapons. Right, yep. So you can wield the Score of Possibilities and Blight or Gatekeeper in the other hand and effectively be treated like you like two-weapon fighting with them.
2: It does not, in fact, give
0: you bastard sword proficiency technically. It treats you as if you have it for the purposes of wielding
2: them hand yep. handed while well to weapon fighting.
1: That's the sort of thing that Bryn would probably like to do.
0: And the third one, when you put the two of them... So that's basically when you've got two of them on you, you can two-weapon fight with them if you so choose. Yeah. The third one, when you put two of them together and put the score of possibilities on top, is... The blade seems to project out further than it goes. Like there's sort of an illusion hanging over it of a greater blade. And you step forward and you find you can actually swing it and cut into walls and things like that with it. Uh, it is called Shimmer Strike and it gives you five foot of extra reach with it. Ooh. and it yep. ignores illus- ignores and removes illusory and um, how do i put this um, illusory and displacing effects so anything like blur displacement mirror image etc etc uh shimmer Strike will ignore and if it can't be removed, when you hit them, you remove it. So if somebody puts up a mirror image, unerringly it hits the real one.
2: Yeah. And then cuts all the images down. Cool.
0: And that is all of Briar, the score of possibilities. Cool. If that's possible, like if it's a displacement spell, you hit yep. them and you dispel it. If it's a displaced beast, it's innate to what it is, you can't get rid of it. Yep. Talk to me about sacrifice. Okay, so vroom, vroom, vroom. when you put all three blades together, you end up with a bastard sword that has all three insignias on the hilt puck, nab, over on. And when you hold this, you can almost feel a little of what Tristan was describing. Um, energy The energy coming off this thing is purely of the first world. Um, it feels like the blade is full of life. It feels like the blade is full of power. Um, so, uh, this is the equivalent of a plus ten weapon.
2: <laughs> Whew!
0: Um... And I will describe all this before you write it down, because there's a bit of it. Uh, Specifically, it is a plus three bastard sword that is enchanted with throwing, precise, distance, returning, and feybane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What that means is it's a feybane sword. um, That you can throw it at range increments of 20 feet apiece. Um, So it goes for like 100 feet. If we run out of range increments, it's just increasing penalties. When you do so, it returns to your hand. So you hurl the sword, and then it pulls itself back, Bajolna style, and lands back in your hand. Uh, It's precise, so you take no penalty throwing it into melee. Yeah. So most of those long words describe the fact that you can chuck the thing. Yeah. (laughs) It is a a sword designed for throwing, among other things. Good (laughs) boy. Um, and totally up to you whether you want to throw it like a boomerang lightsaber or whether you want to just hurl it at people Yeah. point first um, secondly and this is probably the um, more important one uh, when you hold this you feel like actually fighting with it is a matter of skill it doesn't kill things automatically it's just a sword you still have to bring the talent behind it But you don't feel like there is anything alive that can stand against this. Uh, This one doesn't count as Cold have an Adamantine. What it does do, however, is overcomes all forms of DR. Okay. Including Mythic and Divine DR. Wow. Wow. So anything that's like a lich that says, I have DR-15 bludgeoning and magic, you go, no, I have Sacrifice. Yep. Sacrifice undoes you.
1: Yeah. Could I use this to kill Carsevon?
0: If there yeah. yeah <laughs> um, Particularly because the second point is any realm where you successfully deal damage with it, it suppresses any fast healing and regeneration. Wow. So you can kill a troll with it as if it were fire because it just magically overrides the regeneration.
1: So but it negates people's regeneration and people's DR.
0: Yes. Wow. Really
1: without regard for what they are.
0: Against a troll that doesn't have DR, or rather say you've got a troll with stone skin they have got 10 points of DR against adamantine your blade does not count as adamantine, it just goes through the DR anyway. Uh, It goes through something like a a barbarian troll would have DR dash, can't be surmounted can be surmounted Um, because the troll has regeneration when you kill it, it eventually gets back up again uh, this negates that. Although only on the round it deals damage, so yep. if you stab it, don't kill it, and leave the troll standing there, it will, it will start, start regenerating. Yeah. But if you drop it with the blade, then you kill it because yep. its regeneration doesn't apply, and then it's dead, and then regeneration doesn't apply anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, same for fast healing, which I believe I'm not sure the difference between fast healing and regeneration. I think one of them applies when they're dead, and one of them doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, sacrifice kills them. Yeah. I'm not loading down the abilities, because you said you wanted
1: yep. to tell them first. I'm just doing some other paperwork on the sheet.
0: Third and fourthly, it confirms all crits automatically. <laughs> a threat is a crit hit. Wow. Uh, and every time you successfully damage somebody... Well, every time you successfully hit someone with this, because any time you hit them, you're going to damage them because <laughs> no... Uh, that's not true, actually. Incorporeality is still a problem. Yeah. You can hit them and miss them. Um, so Although,
1: if I was concerned about that, couldn't I switch to magical
2: Sentient? or yes, Which yes. has Goch's <laughs> uh,
0: Any time you successfully damage someone with it, you heal five hit points. Wow. Huh? Uh, Two, the only restrictions on that are the foe actively needs to be alive. You cannot draw the life force out of undead constructs, and there's probably a small handful of other things. Right, yeah. Um, and it needs to be something that is actively engaging you. Yep. Yeah. Which is essentially you can't pull out a bag of rats and cut them to pieces for hit points. Yeah, that would also be kind of the sissy method. Yes, and this is effectively, there is so much life in the blade that it feeds on the life of the people you are killing with it.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: And that is Sacrifice, the Nell of Dissolution. When you have that together, you lose all the other abilities, of course. Yeah, yeah
1: naturally. It, it It seems quite broken enough as it is. Okay, so I've just noted down the rest of the swords, um, because my base attack bonus has gone up. Yep. I now, as they are plus two bastard swords, I now have a higher base attack to them. Yep.
0: But this is a plus three bastard sword, isn't it? Correct. So it does one more to hit and one oh, more, more to to damage, damage yeah. which is not exactly impressive. You know, the rest of the
1: stuff is what's impressive. Okay, so 1, 2, and 12...
0: Yeah, in, in many ways it is actually less effective than some of the other swords. Um because it does less fascinating tricks. Yeah. On the other hand, it just cuts through.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really does. Okay, so um can you tell me those abilities again and I'll note them down sure, or I can just give you the piece of paper. Yeah, that works. Right, so when you say it's a plus twin sword, that's what all of those powers do.
0: Correct. It's the equivalent of a plus ten because it's got uh ten ten pluses worth of enchantment on it, in the same way a yeah. plus one flaming sword is actually a plus two weapon. Alright, so,
1: um Kalen, after working out with Sacrifice a bit, is going to um ask um his PC group for advice on whether He's supposed to be. If he should like only use this to fight um, to tenure, because it's so insanely powerful, he feels slightly uncomfortable about using it in um, regular combat.
0: People sort of think about this, and um, I think everything with divine is reasonably clear. It's there for choice. You choose how you use it. I mean, I don't recommend this in the slightest. But in theory, you could turn around and sell it for a couple of hundred thousand gold pieces and, and buy yourself whatever you wanted—a griffin to ride at that point.
1: Carolyn no, um, um Clutch is the vast one of the swords protectively. Nay, I, I don't think I'll be doing that.
0: I don't imagine. My point is, I don't imagine that the swords themselves will stop you there. They're powerful, who are undoubtedly artefacts, but we haven't seen anything to suggest that they're sentient, that they speak to you. You've you felt nothing of that kind wielding them. No thoughts, feelings that aren't your own, empathic links? No. So, they're not alive, you can do with them as you please. I'd suggest they probably have a purpose, and it's possible when that purpose is being fulfilled that they'll no longer have a purpose. They may crack, break, depower, cease to exist. Uh, But uh, until then, there's no compelling reason they can't be wielded against whatever foe you feel is appropriate.
1: All right. Well, I suppose it's the same as it was with um, two of them, only,
0: you know, more so. Such things can doubtlessly be destroyed, but every artifact can be destroyed in some way or another, but I don't think it will be that simple. So every artifact has a destroy condition. Yeah. Uh, which these do as well. Yeah. Um, Tristan imagines, based on his general bardic knowledge, that they all have the same destruct condition, uh, and indeed uh, can I just picture these with I've my own dice here. Uh, He imagines that if one of them is destroyed, they probably all are. Right, yeah, that makes sense. But these are the kinds of things that you have to break, uh, not intentionally, but it's not the kind of thing where someone could just steal it off you and then melt it down Mm. fairly casually. Um, Breaking it might or might not be a conscious act of will, but it would certainly be something difficult to do. I mean, Mm. consider what you had to go through to get rid of um, the Eye of Abaddon and Orvinbane. Yeah, yeah. You know, neither of those were casually... Um, The the Eye of Abaddon is considered to have an extraordinarily easy to to match um, destruction condition. Yeah. Which is permanently blind a um, good-aligned holy person. Yeah. Because it's something you can practically do and pull out of your pants reasonably easily. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand go to the boneyard and hit this three times against your own gravestone for Orvind Bane is a lot harder. Mm.
1: Cool. All right. So, yes. Um. So, basically, at this point, Kaelin is customizing a special sheath for the three bastard swords. Yeah. He had a... Because basically what he was doing with two of them was just have, you, customarily carrying them together and yeah. having a bastard sword sheath. He now has a special um tripartic sheath. Yeah. Uh, A tripartite sheath that can contain all three, and what he's customarily carrying around is matchless sentinel and Briar as his default option, because that provides him with the most defense against people sneaking up on him. Makes good sense. And then he can, if he wants sacrifice, he can combine Briar with the other two and make sacrifice. Yep. But that ge- that gives him um, his blind sight and ethereal sight and stuff. And then I'll, as I do with my feet, so I'll let you know if I'm changing that out. Cool. Sure. And I've noted at the top of the sheet that I've got a plus one to this because I've got weapon focused bastard sword, but because that's a, uh, just a, my standard feet loadout, I haven't put it on the actual sheet like I've put my regular base attack and stuff.
0: Fine. Happy for what works best for you in that regard.
1: Yep. And that's the sword powers. Wow. Sacrifice pretty great. I wanna go sta- I wanna go kill some trolls with it now. <laughs> okay, and I have an number. Of- I-, I already had unbearably cool magic swords and now they're even more awesome. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. This is the kind of broken ass shit you get in a one planet game. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Well the thing is, um, like because I've kept Briar separate, I can totally like if I need a dimension draw I can She, the matchless sentinel, quit George Briar, and then jump across the room. Yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to give these to a um, five-man party.
0: Uh, I think people would be fairly pissed off at the conception that one of the best things to do is put them all together. So you've got three magic swords, but only one person is wielding them. Yeah. Like, all of them.
1: Yeah, if I was... It would totally be one of those, like... You do it based on, you get this set of abilities based on if all three swords are in the party, you get the, these abilities-style yeah. things yeah. instead of a
0: combining them. Yeah, but I would do things differently if I was um, yeah. running with multiple players. So, For starters, I imagine the kingdom would be very, 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 very different once yeah. you made a string of compromises with other people. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Instead of which, is totally my kingdom done the way. Yep, which is why it's full of centaurs and fairies.
1: Those centaurs and fairies were already in the Stolen Lands.
0: Speaking of centaurs and fairies... Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you want some kingdom stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, so these could technically be kingdom events, but they'll come fairly rapidly on the back of it, so I'm not too worried about the orders. Yep. Um, so um, if I need to note anything down yep. on my kingdom sheet, I need my kingdom sheet, otherwise I'm happy to just be told... Um so what you get following on from this, um probably not particularly big deal, so I won't call for I not calling for roles for this. Yeah. Um within a couple of days of giving your speech, um A visitor turns up at the castle for you suddenly. Somebody teleporting in. Yeah. It is Hiram Velocita, the court wizard of Mivon. Oh, cool. Uh, The mid-participant in the rushlight tournament. Yeah. And now, presumably, the court wizard of Mivoy. Yeah. And indeed, basically what he does is he appears in a blinding flash of light outside the gates and then yeah. politely tells the guards that he's here to see Caelan yeah. on a matter of some urgency, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I can make this a scene, but I don't think it's a particular one. No, it okay. um, He brings you word from the boy yeah. and he brings it to you very rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Which is why they have teleported this letter to you. Yeah. Instead of um or it, rather it's sufficiently complex that they're teleporting someone in instead of just sending you a message. Yeah. With a sending. Um but basically what you get is there is what looks like a fairly hastily dashed-off cover letter from Rassaline, Um which does not have... And one of the reasons you can tell that is it's written fairly rapidly, and one of them is it doesn't start with all the flowery, you know, Hail, Kaelin, Thorn, King of Stag, the one wise ruler of such and such, as a fellow ruler I greet you on behalf of blah, blah, blah. It simply starts with Kaelin. Yeah. Um move stands to support move away move stands with you in these matters however we can support Signed, rasseline um and then following on from that there is some more comparatively complex documentation by which i mean only sort of five to ten pages which for an official yeah yeah she
1: she's clearly whizzed this through the process
0: is quite contained and what it basically says is um based on your strong relations in the past and facing this threat from the First World, uh, Mivoy unequivocally stands with Stagthorn on this, for however they can assist. Uh, she has given you some sort of broad blank checks here, which I have a couple of points for. One of which is if you want an army to borrow, they will give you one. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, one of which is if you need money, they will give you up to a hundred bill points on a free loan. Effectively, no, want it back. Yeah, yeah. But they'll give it to a short term, and then we pay them back longer term. Um, they request all knowledge that you have on the glass, the first world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They send Hiram with the books and knowledge that they have on the First World, because, of course, he's he's yeah. not an expert in it, but he's their expert in it. Yeah. Like, he will talk to Tristan in that. He is interesting, but uh, massively outstripped by your knowledge and Tristan's knowledge. Yeah. Um, so they, they really can't offer you anything in that regard, but what they have they're offering you in yeah. exchange, we want to know about this. Uh They have no glass in their borders, so cool. they have no information to share from you. Yeah. And want to know if there's anything they need to be worried about, which from the sounds of it, there really isn't. Yeah. Uh, certainly Tristan would have a conversation with Caelan about what if, if you'd actually taken Rastaline's deal at this point, so Mavoy is, if not legally yours... You know, it belongs to Stagthorn in then spirit. Which is very much the fae thing, is the letter of the spirit, not the letter of the law.
1: Then um, the glass might be spreading there
0: too. Correct. But, uh, based on the information they have, is there is no glass to be found within their borders. They're damn sure going to keep looking for it. Yeah. And if they find any, they'll let you know. Uh, effectively... Wrestling has nothing in particular useful that she can offer you here. Nonetheless, she just fully says, you have our support in this endeavour. You know, let us know what, if if anything, we can do what it is. If not, then best wishes, blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, honestly, the loan of an army and a 100-bill-point loan and a potential 100 billpoint loan if the kingdom runs out of money in the short term are both really good contributions.
0: But effectively, you've bought that with your... Um, uh, your continued alliances with them. Yeah. When push comes to shove, they turn around. Um, they are technically prepared, as in her role as Ras the Uniter, to help you ally with Grolton against the First World. But, um, this is merely laid out as an option. She doesn't throw any shade against it, but it's certainly not something she's encouraging. No. Among other things, Grolton really has nothing to offer you in the yeah. alliance. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, and, um... Probably, and
0: historically, when you align with Grolton, they get fucked off about something that you're doing or not doing hard enough, and they declare war on you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, um... Historically, they lose every war that they're a part of, so <laughs> if you bring them in...
0: Pure coincidence, not curse.
1: Um, so, um... Basically, I will talk to Tristram and then get him to write up a scholarly dissertation for Hiram to take back. Yeah. Under 500 pages, please. Yeah. Um, which is basically a summation of what we found out in the parable yeah. about who Titania is, yeah. Why she wants what she wants, yeah. And um, the information that Kaelin now has an intensely badass magic sword that can be used to combat her, yeah, yeah. He doesn't go specifically into what happened to the parts of Titania and what he now knows about Erisil and Oberon, yeah. That part seems kind of private,
0: yeah. And it's um.
1: And also Undoubtedly it's,
0: interesting knowledge, but on a practical level it doesn't help Rasaline in any way, she can't act on it.
1: But basically I get a sensation of that plus what he knows from talking to Titania personally about her sinister plan, because yeah. she laid out yeah. in, in great detail what she wanted to do to Caelan when she was trying to convince him to sign on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so basically, in response to this very generous offer of aid, Kaelin, if what they want is information, Caelan gives them a good summation of what they need to know. Yeah, I mean functionally... And, you know, he gets Tristan it up because then it'll be... um, that, That's the best knowledge resource we have.
0: All evidence would suggest that that Mavoy is not under threat now... Yeah. ...nor is it ever going to be. The limit of Titania's power seems to be the walls of form. Yeah. And she certainly hasn't expressed to you that she has any designs on spreading this further. She's yeah. going to make her kingdom of peace, and then everything is perfect.
2: Yeah.
1: So the um the net result
0: for Mavoy is they lose a trusted ally, and...
1: ...replace it with a creepy glass border... Yep. ...which, you know, isn't, wouldn't be great... ...and is undoubtedly not what they want... ...but they're probably not under direct threat... ...not
0: a creepy glass border... ...a big fucking hole in the ground... Ah, yep. ...where there is nothing... ...for now hundreds of miles... ...in every direction... ...it would be apocalyptic to have next door... Mavoy would, ...the Mavoyan citizens... ...would shit themselves in panic...
1: And um, of course, the um, from an economic standpoint, as composed to a na- neighbouring trading kingdom, a fucking hole in the ground I with mean, nothing there. Among
0: other things, if this goes, because because what effectively happened to the area you're missing? The glass enclosed it entirely, and then it disappeared. Oh
1: right, I thought because didn't. I thought we were able to see people inside the bottle. Was that what... We that saw was it? the bottle
0: Titania showed.
1: you. Oh, right. So that's the first world image of the bottle. Yeah. Whereas what's happened in that hex is that there's just a big hole. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know that I've been as clear about that as I could. But, yeah, what's happened is the glass is growing over, and that's when um, Scout MacArthur ran off. Yeah. And went,
2: I don't know what the fuck
0: is happening here, but I'd better go report this. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't it's... climb over the glass, and I can't smash through yeah. it. Yeah. I've played with this for an hour, now's the time to go tell the king. Yeah. I don't know that Caelan actually went out there and looked at it personally.
1: No, I got the image from Titania that there's like five guys in it. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I kind of went, I I don't know how oh, you get know those guys out. Um, yeah.
0: Certainly if Caelan doesn't go out and check himself, which is no compelling reason for you, yeah. you will get reports that basically imagine that the glass bottle has grown around the entire land. I think each hex is about twelve miles or something. Yeah. And then after a certain point when it's sealed or has gained enough power or something, by the time Scout McCarth gets back, the whole thing is gone. Yeah. It's it's just fucking gone. Yeah. What's there is a perfectly cut big hole in the ground that goes down for miles. Yeah. Just like the trenches that you all can dug. But much bigger. Yeah. Because I imagine that would really freak Kalen out if he was exploring the wilderness and found this giant 12 mile hole where it looked like the land had just been scooped out and removed altogether. Yeah. With no clue as to what had done it. But it
1: certainly beats the shit out of, but one hex of that certainly beats the shit out of hundreds yeah, of miles.
0: Yeah. but imagine what it looks like when it's the entirety of Stagthorne. Yeah. From the, from the mountains next to Nistra all the way across to Fort Drelev and Dagomark. And overnight, the whole thing just goes boom.
1: Because it's not the hexes that Kalen's claimed; it's the hexes that he could claim—the hexes inside his
0: borders. It is your land, so that's a big—that's
1: a big area
0: now. Yeah, the the claim is um because
1: that's all of all of the Green Belt, all of the Varlink Coast, except for the the border bits. Yep. All of Fort live except for the border bits. Yeah, Pytaxia we end up bordering the whole and ninety and ninety percent of
0: um, Pytax. <laughs> it's um effectively again because it's the spirit of the things the claim is a practical matter when you claim a hex and spend build points on it you actively send people out and dig it up and farm it and make it useful and level trees and whatever else it is you need to do to make it immediately usable to you yeah but the title of the land the bit that belongs to caitlin is all of this bit including all the hexes that you haven't claimed
2: yeah
1: okay so that's that's deeply creepy and disturbing and we include that information in there yeah. so that they
0: have the context of you know because yeah if we do if, disappear this is what happens yeah um, there's probably nothing you can do about it yeah yeah
1: you' um, call for the heroes yeah yeah we're probably okay sorry about that no more kingdom thing we're probably okay from a certain point of view but we won't be leaving in a hurry. <laughs> All right, well, I feel like is making the right decision here in terms of this is something they really don't want to be known for, is we're the kingdom next to the apocalypse.
0: Well, it's also, um, for a matter of alliances, uh, they're really happy with Stagthorne as a neighbouring ally. You guys have worked consistently well together from campaign beginning. And at this point, Raseline just basically says, li- literally just writes you a note that says, we stand with you unequivocally, whatever we can do, we will do. That's awesome. She... Practically speaking, she's not sure there's anything she actually necessarily can do. But if you want a favour from Mivoy and you can think of something useful, just wave your arms at the GM and the GM will probably go short. They do it as fast as they possibly can. That's amazing. I'm so happy.
1: Okay, so that's that's really awesome. And we thank her, her her velocita. You know, give them a nice meal and a sheaf of documents containing our knowledge. Yep. Um, Kalen writes a letter expressing to Rastaline how much she appreciates the, um, support and then sends it with a sheaf of documents, which is our, our knowledge. Yep. So Kaylin writes a, um, a fairly short note which says, Rastaline, this means a very great deal to me. (laughs) Assuming Stagthorn survives, Stagthorn will remember this. (laughs) Yeah, and Heron
0: Velocitor is here to expand on any of this so you can actually have a conversation with a human being and then he will take your written message and your verbal um yeah I imagine her he
1: I, I imagine Christian writes him out of dissertation and then Christian and her have lost a um, chat about interesting faith things for about three hours yeah. until I forcibly yeah. drag them apart oh well it, uh, yes, this was out.
0: urgent so I suppose I really should leave again but, yeah. but another day will
1: <laughs> <laughs> assuming we don't all die you two can come back and spend a couple a good couple of days um Telling each other all about it.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's one.
1: Yes! Awesome! I'm so happy.
0: Uh, the second one is uh, the potential violence against your fey citizens. Yep. Um, is actually turns out to be really, really contained. Yeah. At this point, many of the fey that make up the citizens of your kingdom have been living here for a decade. Um, several of them are substantively older um as citizens than several of the new coming settlers yeah because you have most of your settlers come from the river kingdoms yeah several of them are actually fae that have deliberately moved here to get in on this kingdom thing oh that's awesome not as many because the fae that are already living happily in their own unmolested forest are probably you know elsewhere four countries across are pretty happy just chilling there yeah um but the ones that aren't are coming here yeah um what happens is effectively, the newer people that you've got coming in that haven't yet adjusted to the fact that Stagthorn is weird, effectively, it gets as far as sort of throwing stones at trees and houses. Yeah. Which I don't imagine you'll be executing Oh no, for. I, you'll, you'll no, certainly I... be arresting them.
1: My, my thing was more if you go out and kill a fairy dragon because yeah. it's a critter and, you know. Oh, oh it's it's part of the problem then we will kill you don't think
0: it's just a fairy dragon and no one will care
1: we will it, kill you if you kill
0: it no this <laughs> is contained and the reason this is contained is how long you have been in alliance with the fae they have been citizens from word one right. if this was something you'd set up in book five it would be a lot worse
2: yeah
0: um the centaurs get a bit of this sort of uh, cabbage-throwing and things as well, yeah. because they are seen as being fey ish enough.
1: And the the whole, their neighbours are the violin host, and while it's calming down, there's yeah. still a good bit of history there.
0: But again, people by and large perceive them as a part of the kingdom. The yeah. centaurs are not off in their own isolated bubble, they're seriously integrated at this point. Yeah. So if, Two of them are councillors, one of them is a general. Yeah, we have a
1: centaur army. And not like we have a centaur army in theory, but we, like, our, our soldiers have all fought alongside the crucial centaur bars.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and the other one... Yep. ...is uh, the people that start protesting for peace, essentially. Yeah. The protests begin... As you are inevitably expecting to do, that Kalin has made the wrong decision. That Kalin has no right to mm. make that decision on behalf of everyone. That they demand you reverse it. If you're not going to do that, they demand um, representation and democracy. You know, they want to vote. They want their their say yeah. heard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Of course, it it doesn't work like that. I mean, in theory, you could organise a referendum for the kingdom. Yeah. If enough of them voted yes, you could wait for the others to get out and then agree. Yeah. But invariably, you'd have to go too because it's yeah. about the king giving over that power, which yeah. you're not going to do anyway. No, and this is not a democracy.
1: No, it's never. Kellan's never made any pretense about this. He's running a, he's running the monarchy, and he is the king of that monarchy. He's never made it like he takes his citizens' opinion seriously, just like he takes his council's opinion seriously. But in most cases, then he makes the decision, and that, that's on him.
0: So there is a small group forming. They're calling themselves the bottlers um that's creepy <laughs> creepy who, name <laughs> who are pro what titania is doing and think you have made the wrong decision some of them protest the more hardcore ones um deliberately write out um uh the really hardcore ones ride out expecting to be massacred by your stout scouts and soldiers who yep. of course don't massacre them and let yep. them through um, but the, the hardcore lunatic fringe of it go camp out there. Nothing yeah. happens to them yet, but presumably something will at yeah. some point. Um, however, you're talking um, maybe a hundred people protesting, maybe a dozen, um, maybe, maybe two dozen actually prepared to, to go camp, go camp out there and try and get sucked into a first world bottle. And
1: so. I do wonder if any of them will um lose interest over the actual month or
0: two it'll take for that to happen one of the reasons one of the major reasons this game's no traction, however is that broadly speaking the citizenry of your kingdom are not invested in peace as a concept you now have so many goramites within the city <laughs> who are strongly religiously opposed to this concept other people are um many people don't like the idea of what do you mean i won't be able ...to have bad thoughts. Yeah. Um, the Goromites, however, are strongly opposed to the concept of... ...even if it was a controllable thing... ...you can't take away our right to fight. Yeah. You know, if... ...we're not saying we need to start a war... ...but, by God, we should always have the right to. Yeah. Peace is not a concept they embrace... And you have so many of them in your kingdom now because Gorham has been here from the beginning. Yeah. Because you made deals with the Church of Gorham. Yeah. You had Goramites on the council. It's only gotten stronger. Chief Sootscales is a pretty hardcore Goramite at this yeah. point. Um, so the bottlers just gained no attraction against them. Broadly speaking, the Cersei of your country are much more pro-war than they are pro-peace.
1: Well, I don't feel 100% good about
0: that, but I'm also hoping to get votes from the strongly religious
1: types of all faiths because um, this cuts us off from the gods entirely. Yes. And I'm not the only Erisalian who's going to have a problem with that.
0: (laughs) Yes, although that's a bit more of a... um... A theological concern? Yeah. <laughs> you know, several people suggest that actually, you know, when it's your time the gods will be able to get to you wherever. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: you know, eventually the bottle will will end and then our souls will go on to where they're supposed to Yeah, I
1: mean to... that's one of the things that's consoling can and if it does will go up the stout.
0: Um But um and, and also the, the practical nature of yeah, but the owlbears are eating us now, yeah, which yeah. is which is more important to us than what's going to happen in the nebulous future.
1: But it does make sense because the River, River Kingdoms have a cultural predilection towards war anyway, and with the Goramites added to the mix, yes. peace is just not something we're accustomed to.
0: Yes, Goram at this point is the second most popular religion in your kingdom. So. Is there a
1: still the first? Yes.
0: Well, that's something. Yes, uh old, old Abadar hasn't gotten a um a lot of traction.
1: Yeah. I did do some I built them a temp I built them yeah, a yeah. temple.
0: It's it's definitely the third, but it's yeah. a distant third.
1: And the pharasmans ought to be doing relatively well in in, in around the Abadari level, because I built them a temple. Yeah, yeah,
0: but again a distant third.
1: Yeah. And then there's the Tyleo Serence, right? Yep. They're a measurable seren race it in the kingdom.
0: Oh, I mean there are plenty of people here. There are Sarunroy followers, yeah. followers, there yeah. are Aurori um, followers, there are you actively have a priest of Desna. There's um
1: no discreet there's Norgobor followers who are just aren't telling anyone. Correct. Yeah.
0: Uh, and who whatever... and,
1: and for that matter I'm relatively confident that there are Savannah followers who are really not telling anyone. Yeah. What,
0: whatever their opinions on yeah. whatever Norgobor's uh, secret assassin followers' opinions on this are, they don't publicly protest and make them know it. Yeah, yeah. shockingly. Yeah, yeah,
1: What no and no one will ever know what normal worshippers and savania followers thought was a good idea well see
0: the thing is the goramites would be protesting except that you're doing what they want anyways yeah they don't need to protest and they'd also be protesting really loudly because they're exactly the kind of guys who are going to get drunk riot yeah and start setting things on fire
1: whereas the um hippy dippy bottless crowd probably aren't going to do a lot of damage to anyone
2: yeah
0: no shamanites there though. No shale knights in the bottlers? No. Huh? They just they seem to find it just like it should work in theory. That the two principles of sort of peace and love and art should all be in alignment together, like a magical kingdom yeah. where we live in peace and just make beautiful things all day long because nothing threatens us and we can't style or anything like that. But so some, they just they just don't like it. It doesn't feel right
1: for some reason. It just it just kind of it just puts them off. Yeah, for no readily discernible reason. It's
0: presumably, no guy Ronans among the bottlers either, although. <laughs> Okay. Again, less publicised. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the thing is, if there's any gyronians in my kingdom at this point, and there may well be, they're keeping their heads pretty far down.
0: Well, also, they're going to be heavily opposed to this sort of thing anyway. Oh, yeah. And discord, it's discord and peace don't go well together. Yeah. Like, what's the point of living if you can't, you know, gossip and I mean, it, well,
1: it, well, you can't hate people.
0: Yeah. I mean, what what's
1: that all about? Yep. Plus, they probably find it really uncomfortable as well. Except there's more obvious
0: reasons well, for it. Doubtlessly, it would actually be wonderful for Guy Ronins because they would find peace. Yeah, you know, because they couldn't hate anymore. But um...
1: yeah, but it's a bit like um, it's a bit like the thing with the Wheel of Time, with um, now Evan Kara just sings to the children all day long, and it's like, well, I suppose from a certain view- point of view that she's happy. But what she isn't is an Ankara. At at that point, the personality's undergone such a fundamental alteration that she's actually a completely different person. You haven't made her happy. You've made her different.
0: Resurrect Guri Niska and chuck her in a bottle.
1: Well, I I can't guarantee that Tanya won't.
0: (laughs) That's true. Although, um, uh, she may or may not actually have the power to resurrect Niska because she doesn't have... um, clerical De- effect powers yeah she, nothing you've seen although I'm not really sure you have any handle on where her power source comes from and what sort of thing she has no you would assume it's not clerical because she isn't drawing it from an external god yeah um, she's definitely got powers over the land and that sort of thing so druid would be a reasonable guess but she's also done a bunch of other weird weird shit yeah uh, or, I- everything I have had her do is in fitting with her stats and what capacity she has, yeah. be it with a lot of hand waving. And yeah, that. yeah. Um, so, but you're free to guess as you like, but I don't think you actually have any, um No. Thoughts and it's weird, so you're never gonna guess it. Yeah, yeah that's alright. I'll tell you substantially later.
1: Okay, so that's what happens with the bottlers. Yep. Was that the was that the kingdom outcomes? Correct. Those
0: are the follow-ons from your speech and what happens there.
1: Cool, I feel really happy about that on the whole. Slightly unnerved that um that's, my kingdom is so devoted to war as a concept that peace gains no traction. Gorham! But... I'm sure we can, but, but... I've had plenty of trouble for the Gorhamites, so it's nice to know that Gorham's paying yep, off me yep, as a strategy here. There's a positive here. now. Um, okay, and speaking of Gorham, um, what I was think I don't know what's going to happen next, and I don't necessarily need to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. But Kalen's vaguely contemplating active- switching all his army statuses to active.
0: Sure, that is entirely your decision.
1: Cool. Um, because... um I don't know how much warning we're going to have that these things sort of are
0: going to arise. So, um, at this point, we could go to a kingdom turn if you wanted to. Um, Or if you would rather um, do a bunch of things. Effectively, if you go to a kingdom turn, you're not going to get many kingdom turns before they get interrupted Mm. by PC-level stuff, because... Tristan has explained how this is going to work. The first world is going to effectually invade you. Yeah. In a variety of weird, unpredictable ways that will be weird nature things and giant monsters and whatever else. Yeah. Um, But it'll mostly be adventure level stuff. Yeah. Um, So if you start doing Kingdom Turns, you're not going to have too many of them before I just interrupt you and go, Stop. This is now happening. But in theory, when you've sufficiently repelled Titania's force and she runs out of power and needs to regenerate her power, then you'll have kingdom turns up until she starts up again. So it's it's very much up to you whether you'd rather do a couple of kingdom turns and then a whole bunch of adventuring plot, or whether you'd rather do no kingdom turns and a whole bunch of adventuring plot.
1: Can you give me my kingdom character sheet at this time? We
0: oh, certainly he can.
2: Here.
1: One of the things I had in mind was at least one of those jungle hexes to um, put a sawmill in.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm feeling the temptation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just to make your point. Yeah. <laughs> but I would think primarily from a player point of view, because we've done... Mm. The thing where your kingdom turns get interrupted before, and we've done the thing where your kingdom turns, where you just have a whole pile of them in a row with no interruptions. Yeah. And I don't know what your preference is or what you prefer and things.
1: Alright, so um, given what you've told me about where this is going, um, I'm going to do a bunch of weird face stuff, have a couple of kingdom turns, and then sort of have a conclusion yeah so I was kind of operating on the assumption that that's that's how it's that's the way order in which it's going to go down yep so like I have a whole bunch of phase stuff happens then I um, then I have um, you know over sort of maybe a month and a half or yep. two months but yep. it sort of all happens very dramatically then i have a couple of kingdom turns just to finish out the sort of kingdom storytelling stuff then i um then i have whatever kind of big dramatic conclusion is coming my way makes sense um so i'm pretty happy to just have on the basis that I'll just say I'm activating my armies and I'm just keeping them active for this period. Yeah. And then when I get up to the kingdom turn, I'll pay the consumption for what that cost me. Cool.
0: I'm I'm happy with that. So at this point, I'd like you to make um, any immediate kingdom level decisions you are making, like activating your armies or changing your council or anything in that neighbourhood. And we'll worry about catching up with the turn later. Yeah. Because as I say, like some of these things are the sort of things I've come up with in Kingdom events. But because
1: um... the thing is, it's going to get quite expensive, and the longer this goes, the more expensive it's going to get. Yep. But I've got um, eighty bill points in the treasury off my own bat, and I can borrow money from Mavoy if I run out. So yes, I don't sure. really have to spend a lot of time going. Can we afford this? Yep. It may be in the next couple of Kingdom turns that we just kind of recover. But um, I think that's okay, totally so. legitimate. Um, so let me just take a look at my council list. I don't think there's anything I want to alter there, but I'll just have a quick swizzy at that. Uh, no, I'm pretty content with this council. I've got first and for lavish kind of serving as um, backup. up people and I've got my main guys on the council and I'm all good with that so yeah what Caelan does to prepare is goes out and acquires an awesome magic sword makes a speech and uh, makes a speech, learns some things from his party members and um, activates all his armies (laughs) just basically we don't know where the threat is
0: coming from so you guys are just going to be paid that's fair and you know where they are don't you, like what cities they're in and that sort of thing yeah yeah I know know where they all are no problem I'm happy with that um, while you're sitting down conversing with your council about this um, the old Belle dame will make her opinions briefly, no and I don't think this needs to be a scene per se, and I'll just talk as her here
2: we
0: are um, so remembering that she is a fey-blooded kind of green-skinned sorceress who is often mistaken for being a witch or an orc or something in that neighbourhood yeah um she will basically continue on with her spy master business and she will come and have a quiet word with you at some point Where she says to you. I understand where you're coming from with the decisions you made, young Kalen. I wanted you... I figured you'd want to know I'd have done things differently but I'm an old woman. I'm... I've had a long life and... Piece at the end of it is kind of an appealing concept. I sympathize a little with the bottlers, mad young folk, a lot of them. Most mad young folk, most of them, but there's a good core idea in there. But I'm certainly not about to walk away, Uh, not leaving young Pearl Avish in charge, although he's a lot better than he was. I'll keep doing my bit for Stagthorn, though. I remember that ugly young half-orc who came to me in the swamps and over the years has grown into an ugly, slightly slightly less young half-orc. <laughs> um, and she talks around this point and functionally says um, if it comes down to throwing down and killing a bunch of Fae, she will personally refuse to get involved. Like, she's happy to do the spy work, she's happy to do um, the kingdom stuff, if a bunch of Fae kick down the throne room door, she will probably either yield to them or just walk away rather than start chucking fireballs at them. Yeah. She that's where her comfort level lies. Yeah, Caitlin respects that and um like Because they're Fae, fundamentally yep. and she doesn't she doesn't approve of killing them even under what she herself admits are pretty justifiable circumstances. Yeah.
1: Caelum will basically say that he wants the Fae citizens, the citizens of the kingdom, to be as safe as they can be. And if Fae bring violence against, if Fae from the First World bring violence against this um, kingdom, he's going to meet it with violence. But
0: he accepts that she won't do that, and he respects that. I thought you'd want to know. You, you seem to have a thing about being honest with people, so I thought I'd try it for a change. <laughs>
1: I respect your position, and I understand it's not easy. Given my choice, I wouldn't be, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not the king of Grolton. I don't think it's a capital idea to be um, fighting the first world. It seems like a bloody silly idea to me. I don't want to be doing this, and I understand it puts people like you and Tristram in a difficult position. I appreciate you letting let me know
0: where you stand. And functionally, if as a result of that you want her to step down or change the Spymaster out, she will just walk away no harm, no foul? Yeah, no, I'm still
1: happy with her as a spy master. Like... I'm not saying we've never had the old name, um defend the city with violence, because that's absolutely happened, yeah. but it's really not our plan. Uh, our plan of, is for that not to happen. Uh, some
0: of the anti-fae protesters will be openly telling you that you're a fool to have a witch in charge of the spy work, because the fae will be sneaking into the building. Which is true, I mean, your fae are already sneaking into yeah. the building invisibly, because that's how their spies work. Yeah. You know, but you're just setting yourself up to be betrayed. Yeah. Kalen and will... obviously she's aware of the rumours because she's the spy master. Yeah.
1: Kaelin will quite, like, Kaelin doesn't always weigh in every time yachtses start, um, yammering. You know, like, a lot of this yeah. stuff is just above his dignity
0: response. A- absolutely, because there's always noise about everything you're doing.
1: But in this specific case, Kaelin will, like, fairly unequivocally and personally deliver the message that this is absolutely the time to have failed yep. council. Uh, because they're, they're, this is the time to hear their voice the and Bill if he May didn't have my full support yeah if he didn't if we didn't have Faye on the council this is the point at which I would put Faye on the council <laughs> and um he followed that up by stating that um from a military standpoint if you have to um if you have to follow people round to work out if they're going to betray you it's already too late <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes so that's um that's where i am with that
0: cool Alrighty. um is there anything else you want to do before we start moving
1: no ahead? i think um, that the army was the last thing on my giant list of preparations at this point i have actually done all the things that i um wanted to do Cool. I could use a calendar, I, I could probably use a calendar as we yeah, start that's rolling through time.
0: Well, I was just going to ask
2: you. Because
1: I'll be able to tell where we got up to kingdom term-wise, because one of those things will like kingdom turn on in the later months. Work. Is
0: this your... Um... Doesn't look like your calendar, doesn't look like the older calendar. I
1: think the yellow one's like <laughs> right. this one. Yep,
0: yep, that makes sense. 4722 is the year we're in.
1: Yep, so, um. Yeah, um, the month of. We're in the month of Nef.
0: Cool, let's but, catch up with the calendar. Yep. What's the last thing you have listed on there?
1: So, um. Uh, on the 8th of Nef, Titania dec- and I declared war. Yep. So I've spent, um. So then I went to the um so couple then we days had a day. the parable. Yeah.
0: Days
1: back. So um, I'll cross off two days parable cross cross and then two days to get back.
0: Cool.
1: And then um that kind of takes us to the fifteenth. So I'll put um activating armies.
2: Yep.
1: He's speech sort of on the fifteenth. Pass me your calendar. And that's about the point where, like, um, we hand over to the um, swiftly moving red line and yep. time starts passing, but possibly not very much of it.
2: Very much
0: Okay, so if your armies begin activating hastily. Um, and you basically at this point have all your spies and all your scouts and everyone is out. Looking for information on what's happening, reports come in on a um, twice daily basis. Mm. The Kaelin sits down with the full council and goes through. Um, unquestioningly, the glass is growing. It is not uh, taking over the land, but it is growing at what is now a visible rate of you know half a half a meter a day kind mm. of thing. People can see this happening. People have gotten outside the bottle, mm. except for those that want to remain in it, mm. and are just kind of watching it happen, because mm. there's nothing much they can do about it. Tristan reports that energy is getting stronger. Mm. You know, the first world is coming. Um, but the... So several things happen. Kaylin issues several orders. Kaylin yeah. interacts with several people. Uh, the first useful and prominent thing that happens... Um, Comes from of all likely candidates here, Leon. Okay. Um, so at some point, Kalen's pushing as many around his map, and I don't know what Kalen's doing to fill in this time because you're kind of just waiting for things to happen.
1: I think. Um, I imagine
0: it's sort of acts a bit restless for you. Yeah,
1: like so. Caelan's spending quite a bit of time in the practice yards, working out with various bastard swords and. Um, Uh, But I would imagine that this is one of those times when he's doing the inevitable paperwork in a slightly slow and reluctant manner that that, that he does paperwork with is definitely an air that he's hoping if he does it slowly enough, someone will do it for him. (laughs) And also, like, it genuinely takes him quite a while to read a document.
2: Okay,
0: so reports... Coming in from around the place Is that the glass is growing at a perceivable rate Yeah Nobody has really got anything much they can do about it But you're aware of it Um, That the kingdom in general Just seems to be full of life And life energy Uh, Crops You are having a bumper time for crops The grass is growing at about twice the speed it normally is It's by no means fast enough That you could actually sit there and watch it grow but it's, you kind of go out the next day and you're like, huh, isn't, isn't somebody supposed to cut the grass in the practice yard? And the guy's like, I do. I do every three days. That wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> that kind of thing is happening. Yeah. Um, and at some point, Leon will knock on your door and he says, The Lord, uh, I thought you'd better hear about this one. I'm not sure if it's cockery or not, but I think something's happening. Uh, well, not that I'm not deeply invested
1: in this, and Caleb will move a sheet of papers onto another sheet of papers and dump them on the corner. But tell me, tell me all about it. And at this point, I'm ready to go out and start some trouble if some trouble doesn't come of its own accord.
0: Uh, the guards have been, the, the guards and the spies and the scouts and the soldiers have all been taking reports, en- endless reports about um, Fae movements in the kingdom, unusual activities. Well. You've seen some of the paperwork that makes it up to makes it up to your level, my lord uh some of what makes it up to my level is more milk curdling unexpectedly and witches and witches in the neighborhood uh causing boils and that sort of thing. A lot of it's not very credible, so you, you'll have to forgive the guards for holding on to him for a day or two they They thought he was a madman and it's a very understandable impression but i I know he's somebody you know uh. It's, uh, Bokken's come with a story. Bokken the Alchemist. All right.
2: <laughs> well, says, listen. I've, I've listened
0: to it, and I think it's something you should catch up with. So what he tells you, effectively, is that Bokken, sh- Bokken showed up, like, a day, a day and a half ago and rambled insanely at the guards, who went, Cool, we'll put you in the crazy people pile. Yeah. And then Leon's come along and gone... Actually, this is somebody that the king knows, albeit somebody who hasn't done anything prominent in several years now. Yeah. And indeed, you are getting this brought to you by Bokken.
1: Yep, awesome. So... Um, it, it, it's not, you know, it's not that Cailin avoids him per se, it's just that by coincidence, now that he's um, got a larger level, he can send other people down to the potion shop to buy his potions, and, and, and somehow that, that just seems to be what he's been doing. That's fair. Um, There's only so many times you need to have the exact same conversation. <laughs> I. But although it's serious if he doesn't tell me about his brother.
0: Uh, here he is. Um, that's Hawkins' uh, brother, but same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like what you see is a guy in sort of a variety of rags, crazy-ass white beard. Yeah. Um, what he has with him that he didn't previously is a bear cub. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And he comes in and he says, yes, yes, I, I can find the way, see, see, and walks into the throne room. I mean yeah, it's yeah. probably where you're receiving him. Um, well, I should probably
1: just be one of my private rooms. Yeah, makes sense. Seven. I mean, it is Bokken. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He, he sort of looks, looks around. Ah! You! Ah! Uh, it's been a while since you've bought my fang berries, but, but they keep turning off. Well, that's good.
1: What is it that you've got? Uh, I, I hear there's been some trouble. What can you tell me?
0: Ah, well, so I happens to be wandering the woods searching for my fang berries. I, I've, I've been living up around Varnhole. I moved a few years ago. Up there with Crazy Ernie. Nice fellow has a bear but but mad mad you know talks to himself talks to the bear isn't that crazy he says to his bear says the bear <laughs> to him a so crazy early in barnhole right good fun but every so often i gotta go off and wander in the woods myself and search my fang berries you know so so i'm wandering around Varnhold and i come across this giant dome of thorns miles across Thicker than you can get through, going all the way in the sky, making up a giant dome, and I think to myself I thinks to myself, Bokken, there isn't there isn't a wall of thorns here usually, and I, I've been exploring this way ever since my brother cut off my finger. Uh, did I tell you about my brother? Yeah, you told me about your brother, Bokken.
1: Tell me he about cut the off sword. my finger,
0: you know. Yeah. Last I know. time he hit my mother. Bastard. So so anyway, I, I thought to myself that, that half wolf fella that fetches my berries I, I heard word that you were looking to hear about anything unusual. And I thought to myself, fucking in a giant wall of thorns that's that big that touches up the sky it isn't normal. That's the sort of thing that fangberry-fetching half-orc would want to know about. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Have I broken you with this callback? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that just makes me happy. All right, get those, Like... Yeah, that is something I want to know about.
0: Yeah, clearly Bokken is only tangentially aware that you're the king. and Like, he's aware on some level, but he just doesn't know and doesn't care, and you're still the half-orc who brings him his fangry, even though you haven't done that in ten fucking years at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, but um, honestly, Bokken seems more coherent than he used to be. I'm wondering if Crazy Ernie's been good for
0: it. for him. <laughs> <Stabilized> him. <laughs> I tell you
1: about the time my brother cut off my finger. Because he had um l- last time I was keeping track of him, he had a um herbalist's house in um up near Thornwatch yeah. and um was a girl who really wanted to who wanted to learn alpha um who wanted to learn medicine badly enough to keep an eye on him.
0: You're but,
1: amazing to remember this stuff. But I think um it makes sense that he's moved down to be with Crazy Ernie and probably she's just taken over that herbalist shop.
0: Yeah, basically. So yeah. he's he's Fucked off to move to Varnhold for no particularly compelling reason. It, yeah. it largely is just because he felt the desire and because he's fucking mad. Yeah, yeah.
1: But if Crazy Ernie can put up with him, I think Crazy Ernie has possibly been good for him. So But yes, he's telling me that there is a um giant form
0: thing. Yes, so he is telling you that this Effectively, huge Sleeping Beauty esque wall of brambles. Yeah, that was not there a couple of weeks ago when he last went through that area hunting yeah. his supplies and berries, has suddenly popped up. Okay. Um. And this is in, I believe that it is uh, E seven in Van Just looking E seven. Okay, so um, that's a
1: farm grassland hex.
0: Is it actively a farm? Uh, yes, it is. Right, so... Sorry. Uh, hang on, let me... count up. One, two, three, four, five... I've had some trouble looking at the maps and trying to... Looking at your maps and trying to work out where things are. So do you want to have a look yes. at Barnhold and just... Uh, I've got the one that has the d-
1: terrain more generally, but that one has the kingdom... That one has the kingdom... What What's in the kingdom... Varnholt's got a crap load of farms. Yeah, it's it's one of the things. Let me just, um... Can you pass that back to me for a sec? I just want to check I've got that right. Um, Probably. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, because down the bottom it's got that jungle reserve area. Uh,
2: yeah, no,
0: no. I, I do have that right. Yep. So... Heaven knows what's happened to the farmers. They yep. are presumably inside this because right. Bokken talks about something that's a couple of miles across. Yeah, and wood should have been like if giant thorns started growing in their farm that would probably brought wood to you quicker.
1: But that makes sense because if they're inside, like if if they're
0: then they're not getting through. Yet. Yeah, yeah. What, well, what...
1: presumably they're not going to you know saw their way what, through. What Bokken describes is,
0: is he has made some effort to go through it and determined that it's thick. Mm. Like, it's a couple of metres thick, at which point he's just throwing his hands up and yeah. going, fuck this noise, and walk away. Um, the farmers on the inside presumably aren't getting out in a hurry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's very much reporting to you as, this seems like the sort of thing that's unusual because it's growing at an extraordinary pace, and it's very possible that it is literally growing overnight. Like, it yeah. wasn't there, and then it just went... <laughs> yeah. And then it was. Yeah. Um so th- that's all Bocken's got to say about it.
1: Cool. So um, on no, yeah, yeah so I will thank him and make certain he's um, given like a reward of yep. a bockany nature, like a good meal, and someone gets yeah, him yeah. some fanberries.
0: Yeah, a good a good meal will about suit him. He's, yeah. he's perfectly happy to just wander on. A
1: good meal for him, a good meal for the bear, and preferably someone to keep an eye on him and make certain he makes it back. get someone keeps a discreet eye on him and makes certain he makes it back to the vicinity of vanhold Okay, it's
0: it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> So yes, he's he's um he's shacked up with Crazy Ernie now. Yeah, and they raise bears together. That's awesome.
1: Crazy Ernie's still the mayor,
0: though. Yes, yes he is. Yeah, and and Balkan is his weird like um, wandering.
1: What, Balkan is Wa- his weird wandering roommate.
0: Uh, no, no, like his life partner.
1: Oh, wait, they're, they're literally shacked up together.
0: Yep, yes, except for the fact that. Bokken is like a really weird Brin, Yeah. You know, sometimes he just wanders off into the wilderness, but unlike Brin, he just doesn't come back for several weeks, and Crazy Ernie just kinda of goes, yeah, whatevers.
1: Yeah, but I think from Crazy Ernie's perspective, if you've he got a monkey- some peace from Well also, if you've got a monkey like Crazy Ernie, it's gotta be living with- it's gotta be nice living with the guy that makes people go, yeah, wow, well, yeah. that Ernie yeah,
0: is Crazy Ernie's the same one.
1: he's pretty coherent and sensible, alright? <laughs>
0: So that is what's happening there. Cool. You presumably at this point gather your council together. We can probably clip through this at this point. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, basically, I report into them and then say that I would like to go down and sort this out, given that there are farmers in there that need rescuing, also giant wall of thorns.
0: Yep. Yeah. And Tristan nods and thinks it's all right. I, I agree. We need to get we need to get to Vanhold and have a look at this. I'd like to come with you. I have no idea. What I'll be able to ascertain, but if if I could be so bold, I can probably ascertain it better than anyone else here. And everyone else nods repeatedly at yeah. this because he's the go-to guy. Absolutely. If if there's enough first world energy there, we've we've discussed briefly the conception of how we would get to Titania in the first place. How we would get the Castle of Knives to be accessible. We'd need energy from the first world. Well, it must be there in Spades. There must be. Uh, a bloom of energy growing there. This is exactly the kind of thing we've been keeping a lookout for. Have any other reports come in? Shakes around the table.
1: Doubtless there'll be more, and there may be things coming um, while we're out, at which point the rest, everyone else will need to handle them. But um, for now, I'm good with you. Um, Seeing this is the first one we've had, this is the best opportunity we've had to get you some facts on the ground, as it were, figure out what we're supposed to do about this sort of thing. I mean... My instinct is to go chop them down, but is that actually even going to work?
0: Tristan shrugs his shoulders. I can only speculate at this stage.
1: Let's go down and have a proper look at the thing and see what we can figure out. Among other things, you can get us there pretty quickly.
0: Yes, Vilana says I can. I can teleport you there, which will be very slightly quicker than the horses. Oh, uh, the way we're going, we won't need horses. We can get there a lot quicker. And he takes out his amulet of the plains. He says, I have a vague idea of the area. Um, I can certainly get us to the camp or, uh, or somewhere around the outskirts of the wall, but I can get us there in a few breaths. Well, what about you take us to
1: the... Uh, what about you take us to... The um, Faye Reserve, just south of it, where um, the Watcher's Stone is. Yep. That's only that's only a little bit off, and we know it's probably still there, relatively intact. Whereas we don't nice. want we don't want you teleporting us inside the Wall of Thorns, if we can help it.
0: Makes good sense. Yes, even presuming that we could, there may be any number of magics there. It's entirely possible the inside of the wall is on another plane of existence entirely. Not that that will stop me with the amulet of the planes. But let's tell, let's head to a place that we know and go
1: from there. We've all been to the Watcher's Stone a number of times, you know just what that looks like, and I'm sure you've been down there since it's been, since we've made it a fair reserve.
0: Do you want Windchaser, or do you want a super magical horse with him?
1: Uh, with Tristram I usually take a super magical horse. Of course, he's happy with either. Yeah. Yes, and I'm, right. I'm going to put the Watch I apparently didn't put the Watch Stone on my Kingdom map, but I know where it is. Yep. So I'm just going to put it on my Kingdom map, because that's an important artifact. I know technically it doesn't do anything Why now, it, but... I make it in D8? Is that your match? Uh, yes, D8. Because so. that's the thing, because E7's one hex up yes. from it, and it's a nice, memorable landmark. And I figured also a very Tristram-y area, given that... Um, It's explicitly a Titania jungle, um, Fae reserve hex. So it's like an area that's been set aside for the local Fae to, um, live and flourish. Okay, so, uh, this is the first time I have done
0: this one on screen.
1: so. So yeah, we'll literally, we'll pack up some stuff and then leave, you know, within the hour style of thing. We'll brief the council and then just go.
0: Uh, Tristan will natter extensively, and he says, a-, a teleportation spell is all well and good, like Svetlana's, but uh, the Amulet of the Planes will actually keep you closer, assuming you don't mind a quick diversion through another plane of reality. Uh, that wouldn't be the one where everything's on fire, would it? Uh, no, 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 there's, there's no compelling reason to visit the Elemental Plane of Fire, uh, though if you desperately desire to.
1: Nay, I, I, can, can it be one of the ones where everything isn't on fire and people don't try to kill you with or bone men as soon as you turn up?
0: So certainly. Uh, how about briefly Mechanus? Nobody will have a problem there. And he says, all right, puts a hand on you, pulls this ambulance out, uh which is a sort of black circle about the size of a palm, and it begins to swirl, and there is a blink as the world disappears out from around you. There is a sense of total flash of blackness, and then you are standing in a bejeweled city that appears to be perfectly aligned in every way. Every building is a perfect right angle. There is nothing circular to be seen. And you only have the briefest moment to glance around in it and see a person of sorts standing there that looks vaguely clockwork, but not like the clockwork men you have seen. It is sort of big and hulking, and it watches you with slightly startled eyes from Tristan gives it a slight wave. Mm -hmm. And then... Everything goes black again, and you are standing directly next to the Watcher's Stone, because the Amulet of the Planes, presuming that you are intelligent enough to use it, which he is without rolling, um, it transports you to exactly where you want to go, a specific location on that plane of existence. Wow. So he doesn't get you here by teleporting, he gets you here by plane shifting you to another plane of reality, then plane shifting you back to Galarian, in in the River Kingdoms at the Watchers Stone. Excellent. And that's what he paid sixty thousand gold pieces for.
1: Well, it is pretty awesome. It makes me happy that he's already been to the first world a couple of times. It is,
0: it is kind of surreal because I only realised looking at this that you functionally can use this to teleport. You just have to go to another plane of existence and then back again.
1: Yeah. But you know, he spent sixty thousand gold pieces yeah, on it.
0: Yeah. That's hard to argue with.
1: All right. Well, that was bracing, but it could have been a lot worse. So, what say you, um, conjure us up a couple of um, horses and then we'll gallop on off.
0: 20 minutes later, you have... Lovely horses because yeah. of long casting time spell. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was twenty minutes. But you know, I mean,
1: we literally just crossed nine hexes in um two minutes, so we can uh, we, we, we crossed like twelve hexes in two minutes. We can and spare twenty to yeah, you, your
0: horses. You like ride off because I think the Watcher Stone is up in the mountains, so you just yeah. ride here, walk down the side of the mountain, yeah, because his horses can fly now. It is
1: it is now technically a jungle hex, I True. believe. I don't know if it's jungle. The jungle's growing over the mountains, or if the mountains are just gone.
0: Uh, no, the mountains are still there. The jungle yep. has grown out of them. Yep. But among other things, Tristan's horses can fly now. Yes, so you just go yep. up. So, yeah. yes, we go through the jungly
1: mountainous terrain, so it's relatively difficult going, but our horses can just handle that.
0: And what you see here, as you see this as you're flying towards it, there is indeed a giant dome of thorns. Imagine the Sleeping Beauty wall of brambles, oh. thick, thick green vines. They have huge thorns the size of your fist sticking out of them. Yeah. Um, and it appears to encompass the sort of central part of the farmland. The farm itself is in there somewhere. This is not enormous. It's maybe a mile across in the hex. Yeah. So the farm buildings and that themselves are in there. Some of the outlying fields are just sort of cut off arbitrarily. You've got yeah. corn growing in then smack wall of thorns. Yeah. Um... And Tristan looks down at it. Well, I don't have to be much of a scholar to tell you that's first world energy. Well,
1: I think for once, I, I think for once, kid, that's something I could have figured out with, uh, without you.
0: Thorns for thorns. Let's go see what's happening. Roses thought thaw- fall, but in this case, definitely thorns remain. Mm. But I certainly have the right weapon if we want to take care of them. And
1: Kaelin looks at thorns in a manner that suggests that he's contemplating the effect of his plant-killing fey weapon on them. Yep, But for the moment, I think we land next to them. And you
0: land next to them and gaze at this giant wall of thorns and wonder what could be within this bloom of first world energy and what will happen next. Dum dum -dum dun